Welcome to the Smut Hut Podcast, where four friends review smutty Star Wars fan fiction. So grab your green milk, because you're going to be thirsty after today's smut highlights. All right, everybody, welcome to the Smut Hut Podcast. This is one of your quarter hosts, Michelle, a.k.a. Commander Poe Hammerin. You can find me at Commander Capitan on Twitter, Tumblr, and on AO3, I am Indicative55. Hi, this is Kay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 as D-R-K-L-D-Y-K-A-Y, Dark Lady K. And my, I'm known in the smut hut as Blowjob of the Hut. Hey, everybody. My name is Sophia. You can find me on Twitter as Lady of Rebellion or on Tumblr as Our Lady of Rebellion. But here in the smut hut, I'm known as R2, give me the D2. Hey, everyone. It's Mariana also known as Death Dama. You can find me under that name on AO3, Tumblr, and Twitter. But I, in the Smut Hut, I'm known as a new hoe with a silent P. And we have a very special guest host with us today, Erin. She is part of our very wonderful Dumpster Fire family. Hi, uh, this is Erin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on AO3. I'm the Skidly Boop. So that's Skid with two Ds, uh, Boop. Uh, the Skidly Boop, and my spot hut name is Ray Low Canada. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't get away with mentioning my Canadian identity, what was the point? I know, right? <laughs> How could you even live with yourself? But when I read it, I go, Ray Low Canada. Oh, Canada. I thought about doing the musical version, but I'm so glad that you're already doing that yourselves. Well done. Yeah. The first, the first yeah. thing I thought of was, like, oh, Canada. Ray Canada. Like Ray posing up against like I don't know. She's got like maple leaf pasties and she's like giggling <laughs> herself in syrup. I don't know. Oh Canada. Like, I feel like that needs a picture. I'm not gonna someone <laughs> someone with more artistic talent, please do that. Can we can we get Pro Porgo to do that? Somebody please <laughs> send that to us. Uh and you can find us at uh, Smut Hut Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, or you know, Gmail us because we want Ray with uh, Canadian or uh, maple leaf pasties, and you know, maybe please some little, feel maybe free little, to maple add leaf me with that content. I yeah. I want to see that so bad. <laughs> ben Solo was like creeping at her from behind a tree, and he's like holding a hockey stick like very hard, to the and, a, and a snap plate of pancakes in one hand, and the poutine in another. <laughs> like, like 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 the hockey stick's like in his crook of his arm. What's the name of the, that coffee shop? That Canada likes Tim Hortons, baby. Yeah, Oops. he's wearing a Tim Hortons T-shirt. He's got Tim yes. Hortons. Yeah. Do you see yeah, how absolutely. much we know about Canada, which is Canada, which is nothing? Listen, <laughs> no. you know what? You've hit the broad stereotypes. You're on. You're on point. It's good. I'm actually up in uh, in Muskoka right now, which is like kind of Canadian cottage country, and so all I'm thinking about is all of the many wonderful Raylo fix that are set in Canadian cottage country. And I was joking about uh, Aisha Ren's, what is it? Summer heat yes. <laughs> with Michelle earlier. Yeah. Um, just like, cause I'm on, uh, I'm on an Island right now in the lake and I'm like somewhere, somewhere out there is a confined to his quarters, alpha Ben solo <laughs> with an ankle monitor. <laughs> Waiting for his beta ray. He's oh, brooding yeah. and pining. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I mean, man. there's a lot of there's a lot of rail. I mean, isn't that what the whole platum like 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 house is for? Is that for like platum's all about just like cabin Ben 
wearing plaid. Yes. Doing manly things. Yeah. Yeah. Like manly, like forest yeah. things and just like hey. sweeping around for feet. Does this mean that this is our first international episode? <gasps> oh, yeah! Oh, my God! Yes. Yeah! It is. This oh, my is gosh. an international cultural exchange. Yes, This is I most agree. exciting. Absolutely. Crossing everyone border. together. I'm so happy to be an international ambassador. This is excellent. <laughs> yes, this is, this is our Canadian Raylo ambassador, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, um... For Erin, we do have a couple of questions because she is one of the very lucky Raylos that got to go see Burn This. I did. Oh. Yeah, right. We did. All very jealous of because yeah, we we're all there. the rest of us are all out here in California. But you but you weren't you weren't there for any of the the craziness of like women throwing themselves on stage no, and it like was one knocking. Woman. No, people I mean, I feel like this has been like the fourth or fifth time I've heard of like someone like hollering at the stage or screaming Kylo Ren at him as he's like in the middle of like acting. Oh, so it was actually my fiance's my we went the Easter long weekend, which I didn't really realize was the first official opening weekend. And we were seeing the Saturday mm-hmm. show and it really came from like, hey, babe, how about for your birthday weekend? We go to New York <laughs> to see this play, which coincidentally has had it. He's like, you just want to go see Adam Driver and pretend that it's a birthday gift to me. And I'm like, that's exactly what's happening. But I love that's you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So it, we we had a hugely respectful um, like crowd. It was really chill. It wasn't any of this nonsense. And I'm so I'm so disappointed to hear that, like, as the play run went on, people just started mm-hmm. collectively forgetting how to treat people with, like, a shared sense of humanity and was start yeah. like, so the play itself was so intense. It was way funnier than I thought it would be. Um, there was, we also had a really, like, engaged audience and everyone was having, like, lots of the same kind of excited energy. Um, and then the stage door experience was really lovely. We, like, I booked it, like, dragging my fiance with me. Like, we gotta go! We gotta get to the stage door. Um, yeah, as they fast came as out. you can drag like a six foot tall oh, guy. We were, we were moving. Um, and, uh, and then we got to the stage door. Everyone came out. So I got my playbill signed by everybody and Adam came out and he had like just washed his hair. So it was like oh. all like down or it was it was great and he came that along was my favorite and he like comes out just showered and you're just like mm-hmm. it's Why? that just showered look baby and wait um, wait, wait wait aaron did yeah. he smell good honestly yeah, I, I couldn't i didn't have the proximity to get a full whiff but his hands <laughs> are large like i have like a decent size hand and like his hand was double the size of my palm are they warm oh. They were warm. Double the size of your palm. Full on. Like he was like, like engulfing the palm of my hand because I shook his hand, which was great. So I was watching Wreck-It Ralph with my daughter yesterday, the second <laughs> one. And like he's holding something in his hands. And I was like, hmm, Adam, is that what it's like to be you? Because he's like, his fingers are just too big. Uh, this is a good time to let people <laughs> know that um, if you are big Adam pervs like we are, this is how yeah. you do it. You confine it to like a space that you set aside to be a perv about Adam. You don't do it like you keep it in to yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you find this community. You don't direct it at him. I'm not going to actually meet Adam and be like, "Hey, on Twitter, I asked if you would spit in my mouth. So will you spit in my mouth?" Like, <laughs> but it's such a missed opportunity, Marty. No, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. We didn't get to spit in each other's mouths, regrettably. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but, 
Um, but no, like I had I had my fiance with the phone behind me and I'd given him a very stern talking to about like your job. I love you is only to document this. You're not getting it like you just document. Um, I had like typed up in my phone the short little sentences. I was like, oh, God, what do I want to say to him? And I would so I had to like write out a little script for myself. Which was, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to shake really his hand smart. as he's signing my, I'm going to extend my hand as he's signing my playbill, say, could I shake your hand, please? And he did. He was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I said, it was such a privilege to see you perform tonight. And then he was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And then took the hand that he had just touched me with and put it through his hair. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> you touched his hair. Like, like, like third, like your DNA yeah. was in like, his hair. Second you touch removed. Hair. Yeah. There is a video of it pinned to my Twitter account. So if you're interested in that exchange and what that fully looked like, the skiddly boop is my Twitter handle as posted there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was awesome. And there were such great little moments of comedy. Like, I feel like there's been a lot of talk about how intense his performance was. And yeah. it was. And it was just like, it was so volatile because he would come, like, the first thing he comes in and he's just like this huge, large person embodying these huge, big emotions. And he's also coked out of his mind. He's So it was just like, he's like ranting about the parking on the street. And then he starts getting in his feelings because um, for those who don't know, the play is basically about Carrie Russell's uh, roommate who has died. And it was her creative dance, uh, uh, her dance partner. They were uh, creative collaborative partners and he's passed away very unexpectedly in a boating accident. And Adam is the brother of that person. So it's really mm. about this person is now gone from the world and how do the people left behind handle the loss of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes in and he's ranting and raving and then he just like doubles over and is on the ground sobbing and you were like, what the hell is happening? Like you have no sense of where it's going to go. Um, so that was really awesome. But the, there's such humor in it too. And my mm-hmm. two favorite things that I just want to show, there's a part in the second act where Adam's character, uh, Pale, is wasted like he comes in um and he like passes out on the couch and the scene ends and he's still on the couch and then Mm -hmm. he's sort of like doing that drunk thing where he's like waking himself up and he's so drunk but he's trying to take off his jacket so it was just like two minutes of adam driver on stage feigning drunkness trying to like roll his arm out of his jacket but it's pinned and then he's trying to like take his jacket off but he's very drunk thing to do yeah and it was just like buddy i've been there i know what you're doing wow Um, but the other thing that i thought was so funny and i really am curious about the source script and how they changed it so Uh um carrie russell's boyfriend in the start of the play he's a screenwriter and he goes on this rant about um like movies these days and it's set in the 80s and i think it was written Mm -hmm. in the 80s as well um, he goes on this rant of like, oh, like all movies are garbage. Everything's a copy of a copy and all these sequels. Oh, and like we're watching oh, this geez. in 2019 be like, this is on the nose. And then he also <laughs> adds, he's like, and I should know, like I write for sci-fi movies. Sci-fi movies are the worst. And the whole <laughs> audience was like, because uh, that is uh, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> and I was just like, I bet you they either added that line in or changed it. Like, I wonder if it was like when it originally was written, was it a line like, uh, westerns are the worst and did they change it so they could have that big oh man it was it was an amazing experience and everyone was really respectful and nobody nobody acted super crazy and so he came out and signed more things so just like treat actors at the stage door like they're people who just did their job and are really tired and they don't owe you shit find your outlet somewhere else they don't need the burden of your 
horniness or craziness. Like they, no one needs that. But yeah, burn this was awesome, and I was I feel so fortunate to have been able to to go. And uh, yeah, it was it was really really impressive. He is a it was it was actually kind of exciting because when he was in front of me, I have like very tall family members. So I was like, you're not mm-hmm. as tall as I thought you would be, or maybe I'm just accustomed to that. But he is still broad, like he is yeah a large yeah, man, right? <laughs> yeah, quite large. Mm, Adam quite Driver, large. a large man, a large <laughs> man. That's literally exactly. all the coverage that they've done for for Burn This. Like, how big is he? I'm like, y'all. Well, and I, I feel really bad for him. Like, like yeah. okay, I'll this may alienate some of our our Raylos out there, but like, I'm not necessarily an Adam Driver fan. I'm more of a Kylo Ren fan. But like, I'm able to like separate the two. The mm-hmm. difference between uh, Kylo Ren and Adam Driver as like people Mm -hmm. um so i feel really bad for him like just let him live his life like ask him about his hobbies like why does everything have to be about his delicious fucking chest that he shows off and (laughs) i mean like and like granted like he showed off his chest and girls so like yeah we can have Uh a conversation about that yeah yes but i'm just like and that's the same thing i feel about like why do you always have to ask daisy ridley about how large Mm -hmm. fucking adam driver is in every interview Mm -hmm. and i read this whole interview i don't know what what interview it was it was recent and the interview was really good they asked daisy about ophelia they asked about what's going on with her work and then the last question was well, is D- is Adam Driver really as big as like everyone says no, he is? And I'm like, don't do that. Why don't you Why? go see his fucking play? Uh, well, now and playing and figure like, it out for yourself. This isn't the first time we've been asked this. Like, we all know Adam Driver is big. Like, you literally yeah. could probably yeah. go online and be like, can I have the dimensions of Adam Driver's suits? And you take mm-hmm. a fucking tape measure and you put it up against a wall and you say, okay, he's. Mm-hmm. 38 inches wide from shoulder to shoulder. Okay, that's giant. And then you get some butcher paper. Yeah, I don't need to ask. It's not like we'd ever ask... Uh, you know, Adam Driver is Daisy Ridley really as 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 tiny as she looks? Mm. Which is also mm-hmm. BS because Daisy Ridley is like my height. She's like five eight ish. Like that's okay. That's Same. another pet peeve that I could get into about how yeah. like Ray is always made to be like super tiny and a lot of fix standing next to Kyle. And I'm Ryan. just kind of like, but she she is big girl. And at the stage door, so he was, you know, like shaking hands and people were giving compliments. But the person that he engaged with the most was somehow I didn't because I was like, oh, my God, Adam's coming and he's so close <laughs> to me and I have to keep my shit together. But the person that he engaged with the most and had like the lengthiest conversation with was the one who was taught ended up talking to him about his charity work through ATAF, which is Arts in the Armed Forces. And instantly he was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, it's called ATAF. And, and like, he, it's just like, oh, look, you learned you something like about his interest. Exactly. You treated him like a person. Yeah. 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 He's not one dimensional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the, um, you know, suit that you could cut out of butcher paper with Adam Driver suit dimensions and just like tape it to your wall in case you ever have any questions. What are those Japanese pillows that you can buy with like people on them? I don't know. What are they called? I feel like there's a name for them. I don't, I don't know what to say. Pillows, no. You're Wait, pillows? Mari, what do you mean you don't know what these are? Oh so my you can God. get you can get body pillow like pillowcases yeah. that you oh. put on your uh your body pillow that you slide on and you can snuggle with whoever you want. It's just a it's a body pillow case oh. with a person's face on it. So and it's they're Japanese and I, I don't know what they're called. I've seen a lot of anime characters. Dakimakura. Okay, all right. So there you go. The end. There it is. The more you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michelle, would you like to move question. us on? Yeah, I was just gonna say. All right. So kicking off our reviews for today. 
I am going to be talking about a fic called Like Sands Through the Hourglass. This is by Gino2, who is Gino Nabbit on Twitter and Tumblr, and Gino2 on Kofi and AO3. It is a fairly short fic. It's five out of five chapters, and um, so complete, and it is... I mean, it's kind of an AU. It, technically, it's like in space and like first order and resistance and everything are still still in play. The summary is someone is anonymously posting smutty Raylo fan fiction on the first order's intranet. Everyone is reading it. Kylo Ren <laughs> finds it. It goes about how you would expect. It's such what? a good, accurate summary. It goes about <laughs> as well as you'd expect. It's my favorite yeah. part of that summary. And it's just... <laughs> It's just a treat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the only there's one of the warnings that the author gives is uh, inappropriate use of fruit. <laughs> True. <laughs> Wait, is there is there is there some frussy in here? Oh, my God. Does anybody there's know what frussy is? Oh what is God. that? Okay, I can't believe you're saying oh, that wow. Word. We can have this whole conversation about how do you supposed to say it? How do you say it? No, I am just, I not saying it right? It's the fact that the, the word is coming out of your mouth into a microphone. I, that's one of my favorite fics. That's one of my favorite fics is the, the fic where, where Kylo's penis is a fruit. And uh, Ray is Ray is like really attracted to the smell the fruit is admitting, and oh they have sex. Oh and Kylo's fruit is great, and it's called Frussy. And so every time oh anyone God. says there's an inappropriate use of fruits or vegetables, I think of Frussy, and um, it's amazing. And there's a GIF. I can I can never find it when I need it. There's of a this GIF, of this of person like like massaging a like flowering oh. thing in the rainforest, and they massage this thing in the rainforest and like water just like drips out of it and oh my god. god you need to see Sophia right now she's like squirming yeah. in embarrassment I just had yeah, to take her glasses off we have this. red Braylo no we have no, red no, no, Kylo no, and not, Ben fucking not, no it's not it's not it's not the point but I mean that's fair but that's not okay it's fair, just fair but <laughs> it's always just like okay so here's the thing this is you're gonna laugh, but this is amazing, and this is why being black is great. Uh-huh. Uh, watch how I connect these two things really. Quick. Oh god! Okay. Oh god! I'll, I'll try to make this quick. Oh, yeah. I have never heard the word "fussy." However, I knew exactly what it was when Kay said it because there, it, 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 in 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 AAVE and and in you know like black. Uh, uh, what's the word I want here for slang culture? Col- col- yeah, mm-hmm. um, we have <laughs> we've taken the word pussy mm-hmm. and oh, we've gosh. just taken the u s s y and we've just like put that on Elsewhere. the like back of like whatever word that like we've decided has become like quote unquote the pussy in that situation. So, oh, for God. example, uh-huh. um, I think for a little while there was one that was popular that was bussy or like bussy and that's like boy pussy and it's basically like a reference to anal sex which is awesome Uh because anal sex is like we should talk about it and then there was also thrussy which is throat pussy which is um, (laughs) oral sex which is also a great thing that people do Um, and so when she said frussy I was just like it's fruit pussy like I just immediately (laughs) knew so no I wouldn't be surprised if they co-opted it I just immediately knew what it was and so it's just for me it was just more so like the fact that you know like 
will come up with things and then like other people will like get it and will like run with it to the point where we'll go from pussy to to frussy. Like we went from pussy to frussy and like and like <laughs> I immediately made that connection because AAV is a powerful thing. So I just AAVE is the and, backbone of like cult, pop culture. Pop culture so, like, yeah. social, like social media pop culture. So I just really wanted to And now it's like going to be added to our list of tags in AO3. Yeah, I just really mm-hmm. wanted just to the just... the fact that you already knew. You're Sorry. like, I don't even need you to explain. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, didn't, I, mean, I you know. didn't mean to derail it wasn't, No, it was just, I did no, the derailing. Exactly. It was mostly just like, I heard a word that I'd never heard before, but I knew immediately what it was, given the context. And I was just like, but, oh my God, we're here. Listen, We've arrived. <laughs> it is relevant. It's relevant because it's Kylo practicing going down on Rey with a melon. Oh! Someone no, did a relevant. Someone did a fan, I think it was maybe, uh, is it Selichit? <laughs> someone has done oh, the artwork yeah. of that moment, and I came oh. across it. And oh, yeah, it's I, like of him cradling it afterwards. Go on. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I found the one where he's like eating that melon and also working his dick. Eating that like, melon. Eating it. Oh, my God. He's getting the tongue tongue to deepen, as one might say. So um, the other warning that uh, this fic has is it is a loss of virginity fic. So that is something to be mindful of. Um, uh, What I liked about it is that, okay, so this, this is the premise of the story. Kylo basically notices that everybody in the First Order is super distracted and he kind of like waves it off as them being tired because they've had a lot of battles going on. There's like a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's busy. But then later that night, he's trying to get some work done and the internet is too slow. So he's like asking his droid, like service droid, like what's going on? Why is this moving so slow? And he finds that it's because everyone is reading this story that's written by (laughs) the ultimate ginger and their beta. (laughs) Their beta's name is not Mataka. <laughs> My favorite part about this story, just really quickly with those names, uh-huh. is that there is an uh-huh. element of the story where he's like, I have to find who wrote this. And I'm like, yes. how could you not figure out who wrote this? Right. Like, he's like, it could be anybody. Him and Ray have a conversation about it. And they're like, who could it be? It could be anybody. I don't know. Um, so he opens it and he reads a little bit of like the current chapter. And it says, oh, please. Oh, God. Yes. You need a teacher, the Supreme Leader said, dark and crooningly. His large hands started to stroke his 10-inch monster dong, already super hard and stiff between his monster legs. Dong. Oh, wow. Monster dong. And wow. then she calls him daddy in this part of the fic, and he's, like, so confused about it. He's like, why would anybody think that I'm her father? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He doesn't understand the daddy concept. Okay, all right. No, no. wow. He doesn't get it. So now I'm gonna have to read this. Yes, absolutely, you do. I will. Um, I will say. I feel like the smut hut as a whole is very into these crack fix. Oh yeah, keep producing them. We're reading them. Believe me. It's basically like I don't know. It's like the Gonzo versions. (laughs) And and as someone who is a smut hut listener, like. You also get your listeners into it because this was probably one of the first like cracky kind of fix that I read. And Michelle knows You're that welcome. I was messaging her as I was reading it. Like he just referred to his dick as a cucumber. And it was like there's so many moments. And I've, I know I've never really like anytime there's something like really comedic. I'm like, oh, I'm sort of I like my like more like playing it straight kind of stuff. Not so anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, send me all your ridiculous shit because this was so 
fucking funny. And yeah, I sent it to Erin and she was like, what the fuck am I reading? Michelle, God damn it. <laughs> I blame pretty I blame pretty girl and Isha for this. Well, I mean, I just feel like you just have to be willing to give in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Yeah. You got to suspend that uh, that disbelief for mm-hmm. a little bit. And I, I think it's hilarious. Oh, it's well, so worth and, it. And I, um, I actually was talking to my husband about like weird tropes and porn. And like one of his favorite like porns is like this this yoga like i'm i'm sorry witty <laughs> is this yeah. yoga like like studio where there's all these women are doing like yoga and the yoga instructor's a male he's wearing these really short shorts oh he's trying God. to connect the correct this woman's form and her face is like right near his crotch and his dick just falls out like it's just like surprise <laughs> and she's just like oh, 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 and he's just like what i'm trying to correct your form and i'm just like i'm we just need to bond over how much just the human race loves humor and finds it sexy. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to talk about that, I mean, are you done, Michelle? Or did you want to? No. Oh, no. Okay. I got more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, uh, okay. So then he decides, okay, so he's like, is my cock 10 inches? Oh, I don't know. Like, would Ray like it if it was 10 inches? Not that I care what Kate, what Ray thinks about my cock. <laughs> you're going to do it again, aren't you? You're going to call her K. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, fine. I always call Kylo it's K. Fine. Like, it's fine. Kylo Ren, I don't mind. You Kaylo can all call Ren. me daddy if you'd like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. Um, <laughs> so he decides that he's going to, like, he needs to punish everybody that's involved. And they're, like, wasting precious first order resources. But, like, he has to read it to find clues, right? He's got to read it. He's got to find clues, see what's what's going on, and, like, he see what else find maybe clues, they got wrong. The name the being relationship clues. with Ray. Is it the red ginger? The ultimate ginger. The ultimate ginger. The ultimate ginger. Yeah. So, um, he, after he reads this part, there's a part where the force bond opens, and he's, like, he's, basically, he's measuring, and... Ray is like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, what the hell is going on? And he like chucks the ruler across the room and he's like, oh my God. He's like trying to cover himself up. It's hilarious. But like, because of this, he has to explain to Ray what's oh going God. on. This is like not another teen movie. It really is. It's but this is it, Chris it, Evans it walking is. away with a banana stuffed up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michelle, I think that I brought this up, but my main kind of like lingering question from that whole scene, because it's like, yeah, he has this oh, yeah. he's measuring his dick with this wooden ruler. And I'm sitting there like, mm-hmm. a wooden ruler? They don't have like some sort of space sleek non-wooden ruler. Like, why does he have a yeah. wooden ruler in space? Is it from his calligraphy set? Like, I have questions about why yes. it's made of wood. Which is what I got from that. <laughs> He's measuring his wood with He's wood. Me- exactly. Wood for wood. I really like the idea of him like calling it a Medroid. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I need know. you to measure something for me. I'm going with it was in his call- calligraphy set oh, because he didn't want to try to go Sophie find another mind. ruler. <laughs> She's exactly. like <laughs> of course the so, calligraphy set um, oh, it always comes back to the calligraphy set <laughs> so it does this is so fucking sexy so um he is him and ray decide that they're gonna read it they're both gonna read it so that they can look, both look for clues to see who's writing it and there's a part in the the fic within the fic where the supreme leader turns down ray's request to go down on her and kylo is like so enraged because you know, we all know Kylo eats Ray for every meal. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, his, that's, his, that's his meals. Yeah. He's so <laughs> livid that he accidentally admits to Ray that he would kill for the chance. Yep. 
And then you would think that sexy time follows, but it doesn't because the force bond cuts out. (gasps) (laughs) So when it reopens, they're just like both being really awkward space virgins. And they eventually work things out, but they are awkward space virgins who only have really badly written porn to go off of. And it's like much more awkwardness and kind of hilarity ensues where like the first time that he's seeing her fully naked and he's like, I thought you'd be bigger. Like, he's like, I thought your vagina would be bigger and maybe tentacles. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. I don't put eggs inside of your vagina. Hi, I see you, pretty yeah. girl. Anisha. <laughs> this is how okay. you know that the universe, the Star Wars universe, has zero comprehensive <laughs> sex ed policy. Like that's how you know right? the it's tentacle mansion. The first order yeah. really needs to get on top of that. They really ought yeah. to. Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I right? feel like maybe I like I to think really that maybe I like to think that maybe as a like as a youth, like a teenager, he probably mm-hmm. got like some idea of like sex education from his uncle Lando and since Lando just loves to like humanoids are not like required for him whatever how is it with humanoids because uh my uncle did not you know yeah right after that he went off to Jedi school and then was like okay I need someone out there to like write like uh I feel like Ben's is gonna be longer but like all of the memories in Ben's life in which some adult tried to tell him about sex <laughs> and then like Ray just has like a very clinical understanding from like one yeah. of the like hollow vids. Yeah. Or like one of those old um, data stations on like a, uh, a ship that she was stripping. Uh-huh. So she yeah. just has like, like this very clinical this understanding. Is the, the sperm gets to the vagina, but like no understanding of like barely how it gets there. Yeah. But also yeah. even better, like because it's a data port, there's also like. Tons of also information about sexual reproduction uh, between other species. Yeah. Whereas, you know, maybe Ben knows like a little bit about that. But like, I really love the idea of him like getting stuff from Han and getting mm-hmm. stuff from Leia. And like maybe Han and Leia kind of maybe even get in a fight about it because it, it, they end up actually referencing the first time that they had sex. And Ben is just like, no, I have to get the fuck out of here. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, no, wait, wait, wait. And then. And then, uh, and then, like, we also really, really need, and I cannot stress this enough, we really, really need a conversation between Ben and Chewbacca. Yes. 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 And Shiro? Yes. Yeah. Real quick. No, no. Like, like Chewbacca speaks Wookiee the whole time. And Ben mm-hmm. is just like, all, the only context we have is, like, how Ben's Ben responds. And he's reacting, like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think human females will like that. And then, like, oh. Chewbacca makes a noise. But in the end, it's and like. And then Ben is like, well, I mean, if I ever get the opportunity. Yeah. And he's like, if I ever get the opportunity to try, I guess I'll let you know. But I'm probably oh going to go to Jedi school. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I like, want to read that. Either me or your father gives you this talk. I just want to put it out there, though, if, like, y'all ever have, like, for you, Sophia, and, and. Michelle, Kay, Aaron, and even the listener, like if they if anyone ever has like an idea of a prompt and you're just like, I want someone to write this, the account uh, on Twitter, Raylo underscore prompts, which is Raylo fic prompts. They're really good at like they I was talking to them yesterday and they were like, if you ever have a prompt that you want, like out, just tag us and we share it. So that's awesome. That's great. So for this fic, I have two smut highlights because I have one from the fic within the fic. And one from like the actual fic. Which one do y'all want first? Fic within a fic. Okay. Yeah. He says, 
And now I'm going to fuck you, the Supreme Leader said, hard, right in there with my huge dong. (laughs) Yes, please, the scavenger Ray opened herself even wider for him, bigger than even an enormous sarlacc pit. (laughs) She was so wet by now, the Supreme Leader couldn't believe his eyes. Do it now with your huge dong. Oh, God. Oh, my God. With a loud cry of pleasure, he sticks his supreme sausage in her and fucks her Supreme hard. sausage. Hashtag supreme sausage. That's something that you can order at Taco Bell, right? For breakfast? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The ultimate wow. ginger. Hawks. Who? Her love tunnel is wet, and it squeezes him like an imperial trash compactor. <laughs> some of the things, some of the things that Gino came up with to like reference either vaginas, oh my god, boobs or penises is are there is just hilarious. I mean, she most of the time just calls it a dong, but it's oh my I god. mean, when you're reading it, you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the funniest fucking thing. So good. <laughs> So then after the um, outburst by Kylo about him being enraged about what the fit got wrong and then the melon experience, <laughs> him and Ray finally get back together and he says, I want to show you. He gasps, gasps wetly against her skin. He turns his head to the side and presses the hot, needy kisses to her inner thighs. Her toes curl at that. I want to show you how wrong the story was about so many things. He's kissing her hard, needy, and desperate now, like he can't get enough of her. His lips and tongue proving to her in the word, in a way words will never say that he wants this, that he wants this and more. It feels better than anything Ray has ever experienced in her life. Cool. Eat that melon. Eat that melon. Listen, he needed practice. <laughs> um, so <laughs> just a, my few last notes about this fic. Throughout the fic, there are mentions of fan art, like from the fic within the fic that the ultimate ginger is writing. <gasps> so meta. And yeah. there, so meta. it actually yeah. exists. It actually exists. The Somebody ultimate- actually did like these little rough sketches and it's hilarious. And not Matika is uh, or not Mataka is writing a companion fic called Daddy Issues in the fic within the fic, and it actually also exists and is linked on the AO3. Oh, amazing! Yes. And there is a second fic in the series, and it is um, just called Epilogue Eighteen. It serves as an epilogue for both the actual fic and the fic that the Ultimate Ginger is writing. Yeah, I will also add the Ultimate Ginger, like within. The fic, the author's notes Uh that come from the ultimate ginger are so, so fucking funny. And they just add that extra layer of like, oh, we we've read we've read these author's notes before elsewhere in other forms with the fact that they're included (laughs) just really adds to the whole experience of like we're reading a fic within a fic. I just love how meta it is. Yeah, so fucking meta. It's it's so good. It's hilarious and awkward and cute and tender and. I really love the way that Gino writes them having sex for the first time, because while the whole fic is just really silly, she handles that part with care. Mm -hmm. I know. I I noticed that it was very like tender. Like he's giving these like sweet kisses and saying, let me show Mm -hmm. you how wrong the fic was. Mm -hmm. The way you read it, like it felt very tender. Michelle. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's really short and it's like really entertaining and super explicit. So if you're looking for a short, funny explicit but Cracky. also tender fic 
Yeah, cracky thick. I highly recommend Like Sands Through the Hourglass by Gino. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I just wanted to mention really quick, Aaron brought up earlier Swollen Chen, aka Selena, mm-hmm. on Twitter, yep. who I love because I will forever credit her with getting me into Go I Know Not Whether to Fetch I Know Not What. Oh, yeah. It was one of her art pieces that I saw and I was like, oh, I need to be reading this fic. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Slip Going Under, who's a fucking boss, sent us some yes. pins that are going to be going on my jean jacket for celebration. They're that so good. feature Sulin Chen's art. Oh my goodness. From like the No Good, Very Bad Day and some other ones. So I just wanted to give a shout out to those two Raylos really quick. Does she have an Etsy? They are like, amazing. Or is those custom? Um, no, <laughs> she doesn't. I asked her, I was like, Selena, where can we get these? And she's like, I have no idea. Kate <laughs> going under was just like, I'm going to do this. Oh, wow. Major um, thanks to her for sending them to us. Right? Yes. Them. Major thanks to her for sending them. They are gorgeous and I love them. Uh, you can commission Selena to do uh, fan art for your stuff. Mm-hmm. I know she's very reasonably mm-hmm. priced. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. I would say that it's definitely worth your time if you are an author or or even mm-hmm. just a fan. Like, hey, this mm-hmm. fic was really good. I really liked this part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you draw me something? I, mm-hmm. I I would I would really argue that a lot of our Raylo draw like like artists are just very, very, very talented and very they're very affordable. So do it. Yes. Mm. Yes. And you can find her at it's S-E-L-U-N-C-H-E-N because I always feel like I'm pronouncing it incorrectly um, on Twitter or Tumblr and draws at gmail.com if you are interested in commissioning something from her. So going with the theme of like cracky, awkward, tender, like which, you know, earlier Sophia mentioned like not another teen movie and now I realize why I love crack like fix so much because I grew up watching American Pie not another teen movie like mm-hmm. you yes. name it awkward awkward virgin movies like it's a fic by Kylo Trash Forever on tum- on Tumblr and um, Twitter she's KTF underscore Raylo and on um, AO3 she's Kylo Trash Forever underscore Raylo and it was actually a fic prompt that she saw on the Raylo fic prompt account that I brought up earlier. And it was uh, about like friend fiction. Basically, Ben, the prompt was that burgers. Yeah. The the prompt was that Ben and Ray were best friends and he was pining for her and he like worked through it by writing friend fiction. But, you know, Courtney took it, ran with it, and she made it to where he alienates her silently pines for her and Mm -hmm. you know does that so she they both like mutually pine for each other she has no idea one weekend the solos go out of town and they ask her they're both they're both in college at this point the solos ask her to house it and um so she ends up going into ben's room because she's fascinated by you know he's a mystery to her and she ends up Mm -hmm. finding his journal and the journal is just a bunch of friend fiction and she's starring in every single one and i actually have like a sample because she she actually did visual aids in it mm. so oh, the visual yes. yeah the visual aids like they are in chapter two and this is the first one he writes about uh apparently he's a furry because he writes about her sucking his dick while she's a cat yeah. so wow. he writes hi, that cream hi cream hi <laughs> animal. animal shout out yes um <laughs> and so he writes this is okay so this is ben's friend fiction 
Her ears twitch as she gobbles up my cock, moaning and squirming between my legs as she looks up at me and her whiskers quiver. Her tail swishes back and forth frantically and I can feel her claws biting into my thighs as she slurps on my dick hungrily, like she needs it. I feel how close I am and tell her to open wide as I come all over her tongue. I watch her swallow it greedily, smiling up at me as I scratch behind her ears. Good kitty, I tell her. Such a good kitty, Ray. All she replies is a happy meow. And Ray draws a little cat face on there. And she writes, Nia, Nia, <laughs> kitty definitely knows what type of porn you've been watching. Uh, yeah, the dialogue that she starts to create by like, here's a section of like the journal. And then in blue ink, yeah. you have Ray's ongoing commentary. It's yes. so yes. excellent. It's it flows, hilarious. It flows effortlessly. It's hilarious. She comments on everything. You know how like one of the things that people always describe her like from Kylo from Ben's point of view is her little tits. Uh-huh. So in this, yeah. she's like, they're not that little. And she writes there like, I'm done with the little tits. They are not that little. Like, so she's just, it's just hilarious. And uh, right now it is two out of four chapters rated E. It's called Self-Inserted. And it's, um, I love her summaries because they're very brief and they get to the point. In which Ray finds out in a very strange way that Ben Solo doesn't dislike her as much as she first thought. So, yeah, it's when you were first telling me about it, Muddy, I was had just watched the episode of Bob's Burgers where Tina reads her friend fiction out loud loud at school. And I was like, I this is all I can imagine Ben Solo doing now, being like this awkward teenager reading his erotic friend fiction. Right. And like pining just. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah, that was that. and, And it's just, yeah. Major shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on from our crackety crack crack <laughs> AU fix, which are hilarious and amazing. We're moving on to another hilarious and amazing fic. Erin, what are you talking about? Oh, yes. Today? Oh, yes. I'm going to be talking about the amazing Head Over Feet by Ever So Raylo. Um, so that's uh, on AO3. It's Ever So Raylo, and there's uh, dashes between the words. Um, and you can find Allie on. Twitter at ever so very low, no dashes. Um, I always find it helpful for me to sort of like, what else has this author done? So ever so Raylo also did your pretty little heart, which is the ABO Raylo one where they're doctors. Yes. Yes. Uh, My first ABO. I mean, no, it was the top between that one and uh, elevator scene. Oh, shit. Yes. We've got to get um, ourselves connected. Those yes. were my two ABO introductions. Gotta, gotta Listen, myself. y'all yes. were the reason why I dipped my feet into the ABO. Who I think mine was, I think Summer Heat was my first one, but certainly Pretty Little Heart was either the second or third one that I read. And it's excellent. I, and I will also. I think also, I binged all three. Yeah, you you kind of end up in that spiral if you're getting into the ABO. I think it was actually straight up. I went to the Smut Hut uh, post about a- ABOs. I was like, well, if they're recommending it, here I go. <laughs> It's so delicious, but, um, slicky spiral. Oh, it's so delicious, yeah. And um, Ever So Real also has a lot of other like one shots and shorter fix that are really great. But um, but yeah, so we're talking about Head Over Feet. Um, additionally, uh, she also has a really excellent pod, uh, not podcast, an uh, excellent playlist that goes with this fix. So if you want to find that, you can find it. It's Head Over Feet, colon, a Raylo playlist under the name Queendoms with two Qs at the start. And she has a bunch of playlists on Spotify that are really choice. Um, so the fic actually updated this week as I was doing a reread, which is the best. So it's at 20 out of 21 chapters as of this week. It's sitting at 96,999 words. So it's pretty lengthy. 
Um, and I think she's saying that there's just the epilogue left. Uh, so it. head over feet. The modern AU, it's a university setting. It says in the tags that it's a teacher-student relationship, um, which I would I would just kind of correct to like it's more a grad student and a PhD a supervisor. Um, I mm-hmm. I myself am a teacher, so anytime I see teacher-student relationship, I'm a little like oh boy, um, mm-hmm. I get a little yeah. nervous with that. But it's there's not really um, that power play doesn't really come into because yeah, he's not even that. her advisor, I, I, right? Exactly, he's not even her supervisor. But and there, and she's she's older. She's not there. She's a grad student. Yeah, she's like in I her think 20s. Yeah. Age yeah, difference. He's thirty-six, and she's she's twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the summary is. Uh, as follows. So in the summary, it says, is it working for you? Maybe it comes out a little needy, but Ray tells herself that it's only because of how low she has to pitch her voice to talk to him. Or do you maybe want a fake breakup? Ben doesn't answer for a second. Then just as Dr. Phasma takes the mic to thank the speaker and ask the audience if anyone has any questions, Ray hears him say, no, no, I don't want a fake breakup. They're not dating for real. Right? Question mark. Um, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. so this is indeed um just go through some of the tags and warnings this is indeed a fake slash pretend relationship yes um yes it, we've also got so in the tags we've got miscommunication misunderstandings mm-hmm. jealous emotional hurt slash comfort mutual pining and boy is there ever mutual pining in this fic uh we also yes. have emotional constipation accurate and, <laughs> accurate, uh, and yes. explicit sexual content excellent um uh ali ever so ali is uh ever so Raylo, and she does a really good job mm-hmm. of providing content warnings for when um as they as they arise throughout the fic I'm just going to touch on those so people kind of know going in. So this is at the end of chapter one, but it is a good summary of what we what the plot is as well. Uh, so at the mm-hmm. end of chapter one in the notes, she writes, um, you know, content warning contains spoilers in this fic. Ray kisses Ben without asking for his consent once. Moreover, she enters a fake dating relationship with Ben because she is a victim of workplace sexual harassment. Hux has repeatedly yeah. asked her to go out with him as she does not feel comfortable reporting him slash is afraid that he will retaliate if she turns him down. So she decides to pretend date Ben instead. Uh, sexual harassment in academia and in the workplace in general is an important issue, but this fic is not going to deal with it with the seriousness it deserves. Please decide whether you want to read accordingly. Um, and I would also add just one little flag in the first chapter, and it kind of becomes a running thing throughout. Um, ben jokes a little bit like after she kisses him um first of all it's hysterical because she it starts with like they are kissing because hux was coming down the hall and ray's like oh, i was supposed to be on a date so i'm just gonna kiss this dude who happens to be ben and then yeah. he starts to walk away he's like did you just kiss me and she's like no no i didn't kiss you and he goes oh okay <laughs> and literally starts to walk down the hall because he's so flustered yeah. um and then he just are like are you sure you didn't kiss me and then that's what she goes like yeah i said i did um and she's not totally forthcoming about all the backstory about hucks and why she kissed him so ben makes a crack about okay well i guess i'll just see you in the lawsuit in the title nine lawsuit that yeah. i'm gonna file that's against my you favorite like conversation that they have is this whole conversation about the title nine that's like the joke yeah. the joke is this yeah title and it becomes, nine. it's so great it's so great it'd be so the first time it came up i was like "Ooh, okay um but then it just becomes a part of their banter and almost like their commentary on the absurdity of their own situation which i end up really liking yeah. but just like a heads up there um, and the other warning I wanted to toss out there comes 
uh, in chapter 14. She does give a dub con warning. Um, mm-hmm. And it's while Ben is going down on Ray, she asks him to stop, mostly because she feels like she should be doing something for him since she's the one who initiated the sex. But Ben doesn't comply immediately. Uh, so that's one yeah. warning uh, for you. And I would also add um, that in chapter 14, kind of for all intents and purposes, it's it's a Virgin Ray situation. It's like she's I think mentions that she's had most some sex when she was like in high school, but that was like 10 years ago. So it is a bit like fumbling and he feels like, oh, I shouldn't do this. You're basically a Virgin. She's like, no, no, no. They work it out and then they bang it out. So it's all good. They work um, it out and then they bang it out. And they bang it out. Um, so what I liked about this. This is a fake dating AU, and I would argue that it's one of the fake datingest, most mutually pining fic I've ever read in, like, I've read in quite a while. Yeah. Um, it almost yeah. has this, like, inception-like layer of, we have to go deeper into the fake dating, which is so fascinating, because as one could expect in a fake dating fic, she, Ray, it's mostly from Ray's point of view, but then in the later chapters, you do get some of Ben's POV as well. But in around chapter mm-hmm. eight, she's in a cafe having one of those. Oh, no. But even though we're fake dating, uh, what a disaster it would be if he now found out that I'm in love with him moments. And so she's saying this to Finn, like, no, no, no. Like, this is supposed to be just chill. But now I actually love him. Only Ben's standing right behind her. as She yes. confesses this and it ends on a cliffhanger. And I was freaking out. I was, I was like, oh, my gosh. But to cover her ass, she lies and she's like, oh, I wasn't talking about you. I'm in love with another person. So oh, then God. you have this fake dating relationship where Ben thinks Ray is in love with some other dude. And then in the mm-hmm. next chapter or almost in the next chapter, Poe who's Ben's friend in this, he mentions to Ray like, oh yeah, there's some girl in the program that Ben has been into for ages. So not only do you have their fake dating, Ben thinks Ray's yeah. in love with someone else, but then Ray starts to think that Ben is also in love with someone else, even though he's fake yeah. dating her. And honestly, yeah. it feels like I was reading this feels a bit like watching a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, because the way that you get tension in horror movies is because the audience has more information than the characters in the movie. And it's just like you're waiting for them to get on the same page. And so when they when they keep saying shit like, oh, he'll never be into me like that. It feels like they're basically saying we should split up and look for the killer. Like, Like, honestly, all those moments. Yeah. Ali does a really great job of creating those barriers for like these idiot lovers to get over because it's always like. Poe is like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that you guys are finally together because Poe assumes like, oh, yeah, of course, Ray is the person that Ben was pining mm-hmm. for because they're together. Mm-hmm. And um, and he like kind of knows that it actually is Ray, but Ray doesn't know that Ben has feelings mm-hmm. for her. So when Poe is like, oh, yeah, I knew that he said that maybe there was somebody at work. I'm just so glad that you guys finally get together. Ray just automatically assumes it was somebody else. We were yeah. actually talking because uh, Sophia's like only midway through the fic and it's fine. She's, she's no, okay. Yeah, no, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Um, but she had just gotten to the, the sunscreen part. Yeah. And I was <laughs> oh like, I Lord. feel God. like it's like lemon hot summer meets a really angsty mm. fic because it's a little bit mm. of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will also say before I give you the, the smut highlight is I don't know how you consume your fan fiction, but I tend to be scrolling hardcore on my phone. And 
This the the highest praise that on I can back, give in my bed. Exactly. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the highest praise that I can really give this fic is that every moment is so laced with tension and this like, you know, it's like the horror movie. Like, oh, what are they going to realize? And to the point where it's the type of fan it's the type of story where you're going to slow down your scrolling because you're just like, oh, I need to savor each and every moment of this. And it's just like you you delay like. Let me let me go back and make sure I got this last part before I go mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot she peppers in like even before we get this one, there's always these little moments of like particularly Ben always reaching for more. Like there's this one bit where it's in a really crowded auditorium and she has to sit on his lap because there's there was only <laughs> one so lap. <laughs> um, there was and only so one awkward. chair. There's only one there chair. Only one and, chair. And she makes she makes a joke about fake dating and he has this where he like he squeezes onto her a little when she jokes about fake dating. And so us reading into it, it's like it's because he doesn't want to be just fake dating you. He loves you. Yeah. yeah. He's always just kind yeah. of like pursuing her. And then it has my favorite kind of extra trope that tends to come with fake dating where it's like other people commenting on what they're seeing. So like they're at the gym and she yeah. has to kiss Ben because Kay Kadel is watching and Kadel says, you know, I'll yeah. be honest, I didn't I got the quote here. She's like, I'll be honest, I didn't really get what the two of you had to begin with. But now that I've seen the way he stares at you, it all makes so much more uh-huh. sense. And you're like, oh And Ray's like, huh? Yeah. That's where the sunscreen part comes in as well. Cause they're like, oh, your boyfriend Need some sunscreen, Ray. You, you should gotta go do get that. the sunscreen. Like, on you extra on your hands. Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah, like on, the, yeah. on the one hand, I'm just kind of like, oh my god, fuck Ray's friends. But on the other, on other hand, hand, I was like, <laughs> good job, guys. I need friends like these. I need friends like right? these. I desperately need friends like these. Where the fuck are my friends like these? Are oh, my friends like these? Let me check in with yeah. all my friends right now and see if they would do this for yeah. me. Um. So, so for the smut highlight, um. This is chapter this is in chapter 15. So they've already had some of the sex. Um, I will also add before I get to it, though, that their first their first real kiss was like we are kissing each other because we want to kiss and not like we are kissing in a performative way is towards the end of chapter 13. And holy crap, the build up to that is so excellent. So like chapter 13, buckle up. Um, but this this is the smut highlight and it's from chapter 15. So here we go. There's a spot at the base of her neck that he found earlier, a spot that tastes sweet and makes her sigh and arch up and melt a little into the pillow. It's his new true north. True north, strong and free. Uh, (laughs) I should go clean up. She says the words, but she doesn't make a move. So Ben slides down just a couple of inches, just enough to get distracted by her collarbone, collarbone and then by the curve of her breast. He had thought about it, how her tits would look both in and out of his hands. He had thought about it, and then he'd reminded himself that she was a student, that she was 10 years younger, that she trusted him to keep her safe, not to take advantage of her, not to think of her like that. He'd been ashamed and frustrated and angry at himself and, in hindsight, almost comically stupid. Look how low he'd stooped after all. Then her hip bones jut out, and so do her ribs. He wants to take her home and feed her, keep her warm and safe. The skin of her belly, he will think about it years from now, bring himself bring himself off to the memories of each soft freckle. He needs to store them up now while he still can. He needs to have all of her in his mouth. I'm all, I need to clean up. She squirms a little and he shouldn't, but his palm comes up to her ass to keep her still. Shh, I'll clean you up myself. <gasps> there is 
something to this. <laughs> Putting his fingers inside her and finding her wet and slick with his cum. The satisfaction of having made a mess on her, inside her, of knowing that she'd let him. She tastes of his semen, but also like her, and Ben licks the skin between her thigh and abdomen and loses himself in the low moans and gasps she lets out to the way her fingers grip his hair. She is bright pink and clean by the time she comes, slow contractions that seem to swell in large waves and have her thighs shaking under his hand. That's when he finally asks, even though he has no business, can I fuck you again? If we have any like like vulva and clitoris pleasurers out there, uh, mm. this is what you want to do to like get that partner who all who has that, that vulva or that clitoris <sighs> like clean. on board. Just just do this. Just oh my do, God. I mean, you know if they're it's- into it, but. But this is yeah. what turns us all on. Oh my lord! Yeah. Oh. So oh, Sophia's curled up in a ball Sophia right now. Sophia has like, yeah, she has checked <laughs> She's out right now. She's behind Mariana me. had like most of her face covered the whole time. She's like, oh. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna be perfectly honest because this is a safe space. I had to practice mm-hmm. reading that like three times ahead of recording because I was like, <laughs> I can't yes. even read this without like turning beet red. Listen, it's so good. How do you think I felt about having to read uh, his monster dong? <laughs> his monster dong. Mon- You're like, I'm really going to read monster dong. And I, yeah, I mean, me, I was like, I'm about to read a cat, you know, going down on a human. So that, yeah, I'm trying to think head over feet. Um, I think that's all for my notes, but it's just it's just superb. So if you're in the mood yes. for, again, the fake datingist of fake dating AUs. As, as someone who was reading this during a real tough time during the week, um, mm-hmm. I struggle mm-hmm. with depression like off and on and a really bad mm-hmm. case of like performance anxiety just as a whole mm-hmm. like, anxiety in general. Mm-hmm. Um, She's yeah. a Capricorn. <laughs> I'm never doing I'm never doing a good job. And uh, I, I this fic really soothed me. Because mm. uh, Ray is going through a lot of shit. She really is. Yeah. She's really struggling. Uh, she's trying to like get published. She doesn't feel she, like she doesn't feel. Grad school will fuck you. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the subtext of this out. whole fic. To yeah. be honest, is yeah. grad school's awakening yeah, no, nightmare. It really will. It really yeah. will. And uh, grad school for Ray, it really, it really gives her a lot of of complexes and the the larger conversation is for for ben is that he Mm -hmm. he fucks up a lot of grad students and ray makes him change essentially and i mean let's not talk about how we think how if we Uh, love a man enough we're gonna change him Mm -hmm. but there are people there are some people who are willing to be more generous as you've as they've realized that other people are more generous with them. I feel like you know she holds I mean? them accountable. Yes. More yes, than she does. anything else. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Because she calls him out on yes. some of his shit of like what he said to people that she knows. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and that becomes oh, a point of well, the story as well, where like she gets called out by someone who had a bad. T- yeah. And yes. and it's like, well, it's what your boyfriend did. And she's like, whoa, now. But she does have this moment. It's yeah. not I definitely I wouldn't say that it's the primary fo- focus, but like then becoming slightly less of a known asshole or learning to treat grad right. students with a modicum of like seeing their humanity is something that emerges just from getting to know Ray and getting to know more of her experiences. Yeah. It's not like a Ben Solo redemption fic, I wouldn't say, but it's definitely there's parts of it in there. And it's really nice to see that. Growth. Yeah. Yeah. Because Finn is super skeptical because. Ben was like on his review board. Mm-hmm. Ben is like, mm-hmm. 
Ben Solo, a known no. asshole. <laughs> that's and that's so I haven't I haven't finished it yet, but mm. I did get to mm-hmm. that scene with Zari where she like confronts Ray, air quotes, yeah. confronts yeah. Ray about it. And like I remember yeah. when I was reading it, I was like really angry at Zari because I, yeah. I was like, this mm-hmm. is some internalized misogynist bullshit. Like how mm-hmm. the fuck is Ray but at 26? Blame. Yeah, yeah, like responsible. Yeah. And then, um, especially since Zari is also in her own relationship, like she's married. And so it's like, yeah. I understand like where Zari's coming from, but I just felt like she was being like overly, um, what's the word? Um, projecting, projecting or not projecting, uh, uh, when you're critical, crit- yeah, overly critical of, of Ray's personal choices. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, when they talk about having, solidarity it's like okay yeah there are women and non-men out there who date cis men who are terrible to other people even if they're Mm -hmm. not terrible to their romantic partner and it's just like Mm -hmm. like oh yeah okay actually yeah like the more i think about it like where's the middle ground yeah Yeah. that's really interesting um but i also wanted to just really quick so when i started reading head over feet um i was reading uh ever Sorello's notes and how she was inspired by another fic called the place between oh, on a star trek one yeah by Cy signy um p s i c y g n i um and the fic is called the place between and it's a spock uhura fake dating fic and i'm mm-hmm. only like maybe a quarter through it it's 41 chapters um <laughs> Yeah, and I but I just wanted to give that a quick shout out. So I guess this will be my fix shout out. Um, I just want to give that a, a quick because it's like okay, I like here's like this is like the 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 the, the dumb thing that I do. I'm just like oh yeah, like Raylo fan fiction, but then I forget that there's fan fiction for other shit that I also like. <laughs> um, and so like like this is the first one of the first times I'm like venturing out of. Is it Raylo a Spockahura from Wars? like the original TV series, or no, is it more rooted from, in like it's the from reboot the new JJ? It's from the new JJ Abrams okay. movies. I think it appears okay. that way. Okay. Um, and they're written like you can really see the influences that Ever So Raylo is is nice. um pulling on for mm-hmm. for their fic. I think that um, I mean, so far like they're both really great, obviously. Um, but it's just like wow, man! Like this fake dating trope is like awesome. Like there is a lot that you can do with this. So I just yes, wanted to let shit. our our Raylo homies and our Star Wars homies out there know that if you're also a Star Trek homie, like I am, I guess that's like what it means when you're bisexual in the fandoms. Like you just can't choose. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> pride joke. Zing. It is still But. But yeah, so I just want to let y'all know that if you if you mm-hmm. start reading Head Over Feet and you like it, then I think that you're also going to really like mm-hmm. the place between. Um, it's rated mature. I don't know if there's any actual like sex scenes in it yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I will tell you that you are you're going to get. Um, I will tell you that you're going to get uh, as part of your fake dating trope package. A sub package to that is that there will be a and there was only one bed. Yeah. That's, oh, that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, yes. So just Who just a heads up. and that. that's all I'll say about the place between. Mm-hmm. In in this last chapter, um, Sophia, when you had mentioned that this fic was inspired by a fake dating Star Trek fic, I could see like kind of Spock's influence on on Ben. Yes. Because he seems a little bit more like He's very clinical. Uh, emotionally unaware than maybe usual. And I was like, oh okay. yeah. not unaware, okay. but like uh, very reserved. Yeah. And, yeah. and I want to say unaware. Fic, like yeah. Ben when he because Ray's the main critique is that like he is so aggressive 
when it comes mm-hmm. to like critiquing people's dissertations and their research. And he, mm-hmm. as a defense of that, when Ray calls him out on that, his defense is like, but if I don't do that, then we'll have bad scientists and having bad scientists is bad. So, yeah. which yeah. is, which is, and that's another thing that I really like about this fic is that when it's not just like, I'm being an asshole cause I'm being an asshole. It's, but if I am mm-hmm. not hard on you, then you don't improve, uh, which you can kind yeah. of, you like, you're like, I can get that. And then Ray counters with, sure, you can be critical, but you can also like, not like not shit be a on known people asshole. in their dreams. You can yeah. do it in yeah. a different not way. Be so much like asshole. Ben, have you ever tried something called the compliment sandwich? It's <laughs> <laughs> like I really like your shoes. Your research sucked ass, but your haircut is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but your haircut is nice. I want to talk about two things really quick that Alir Eversorilla was getting shit for, and the first one is that Ray uses fake curse words. She says poop oh, instead so of shit. Good. It's so it's quaint. So it's, so it's cute. Adorable. But she also says but like, fucking shit also, a lot too. So I know, right? Like I curse a lot. I I showed you guys that thing about how my kid was like, oh look, the flipping off somebody emoji is you, oh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, but I also Facts. will say, like, if I step my toe, I'll be like, curse word or like bad word. I like use oh, that as so an funny. expletive sometimes. Yeah. And I see nothing wrong no, with choosing I, I to actually, use. As a as a person like, who doesn't usually like that euphemism, mm-hmm, I thought yeah. the poop, 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 shit, poop, shit, poop, yeah. poop, poop, right, was very endearing. <laughs> I That's think even me. at one point she I does it was pooping, hilarious. like what a pooping day. This <laughs> poop, way instead of like pooping, a shitty day, poop, yeah, pooping, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was really endearing. That's such a yeah. That's such a weird thing for someone to have a, a criticism about. <laughs> Hey, yeah, they're like Ray's an adult. Yeah, she's an adult, so she gets to choose what she uses as curse words, asshole. <laughs> Just the like, way that you phrase that, Michelle. <laughs> I will defend Ali's choices for Ray's for Ray's curse words, like to to the end. This is the hill you're dying on, and I will join you. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then one other thing is that Aaron and I talked about this: is that there's a scene where um, basically they find out like they're ending their fake dating relationship. Oh yeah. And it's after the smut happens Mm -hmm. and Kylo thinks that he's just like, he's like, you know, she's in love with somebody else. The only reason we were doing this is because there was this threat that's not there anymore. And like, I need to be responsible and like, and like break it off. But they have sex one last Mm -hmm. time. And then and then Ben's like, okay, oh, hey, like you have to leave now. Mm-hmm. Like she is when they're breaking up, like she's hurting so bad that they end up having sex one more time because she's like, I just really need you. Bent over the desk, which is my thing. Wait, 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 wait. They have office sex? Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. They do. TA office hours, office sex. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But like Ali got a lot of shit about it and they were like a lot of people were upset about Ben like being an asshole or being like a dick to Ray. And I'm like, some of you have never had like one last sex session with your ex when you broke up and it fucking shows. And it's also like the the, the other layer of what makes that scene so hard to read before they even get to the breakup sex is that Ray mm-hmm. is still like, but like, I'll still see you and we can still be friends and we can still go for our regular coffee dates as friends. Right. And he's like, no, we can't do that. And again, it's it's the horror movie type of tension. She's like, he's like, we can't do it. It's too complicated. Um, but yeah, we talked about this. And like, in fairness, like it's been a while. I've been with my fiance for years and years. So it's been a while since I've had breakup sex. But even I was like, but that's that's a pretty 
common thing that happens. You have you have all these feelings and this neediness and you don't want to let it go. And sometimes it's like, whoops, bent over the desk. How did we get here? And like, whoops, Daisy. She like draws out the emotion. It's in very the emotional. So I can understand why people were upset, mm-hmm. but I don't understand them like yeah taking it but out in the Allie. in the fic she says please mm-hmm. she says please mm-hmm. please 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 she yeah. wants to be fucked over the desk as yep. the last yes. thing it's not like the cons- consent is like unclear was that some of the was that some of the critique that that, that it was not consensual yeah i think it's more just like that it happened and then ben was like you have to leave because i can't Hand, like, if you don't leave now, I'm never going to let you leave. But he doesn't say that. And that's why he doesn't tell her, like, if you don't leave now, I'll never let you leave. He tells her, you got to go. And that's why they're like, oh, there's parts of where like there's parts of, I think, even in that scene where where he is having sex with her or even before. And in his diet, like in his internal monologue, it's like, if you knew how much I wanted you, it would exactly. frighten you. Yeah. Um, and it's just unfortunate because. Yeah. You'd be, terrified, You'd be terrified, terrified to hear what I would do for this again. Yeah, breakup sex can be hard for men too. And mm. I mean, we don't talk about that a lot, but we should. Like it can yeah, be hard definitely. for men too. And like I, I say that partly seriously, as in like, yes, like we need to give like the com- like we need to make room for a complexity and nuance of the emotions of men as well, because that's how we're gonna help them overcome the wall of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that they built up around themselves but i also say that as a seasoned hoe who has broken hearts and had men be like what can i do to get in your pants one last time and i'm just like that's gonna be a bad decision chief you don't want to make that decision and i'm not gonna let you yeah <laughs> i think it really resonated with me because i've ha- i've been in this situation where like I was me and an ex broke up, but like we both it was kind of like it just wasn't going to work out and not that we didn't we weren't compatible and not that we didn't like care for each other, but that it just wasn't going to work out. And and it was like this one last and it and it was like for me, it was like what I felt like the, we both needed. Mm. And so when people were like. Allie, like, ever, what the hell is going on? Why is Ben being such an asshole to Ray? I was like, uh, listen. That's why you said the whole, <laughs> yeah, y'all have never had a messy breakup and it shows. Yeah. yeah. It, it shows. Yeah. Some of yeah. y'all have yeah. never yeah. had, like, one last, like, sexual encounter slash breakup sex with your ex and it fucking, it fucking shows. shows. All right. So moving on. Thank you for that, by the way. That was an excellent oh, review. You're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Um, moving along, we are going to be talking about the Vanity Fair cover and articles, which are, I know, just giving me all the feels, giving us all the feels, all the hopes and dreams. I know we're a little late, uh, and Mariana and I had had quite a ordeal <laughs> trying to find them. Mariana yes. had some incompetent Barnes and Noble employees, and I. Apparently, Barnes and Noble is doing so poorly that they decided that they're just gonna keep putting shit just on top of shit. So, like, I'm looking at like the men's interest area, and I was like, <laughs> "How come I can't find the new Vanity Fair covers?" And he's like, "Well, they're going kind of like hotcakes right now." So let me go over there and see. And he walks me right oh over God. to the men's interest area and pulls them off. They're right in front of my face, and I was like. Why are they in the men's interest area? And he goes, no, no, look. And he points to, do you guys remember those, those, those labelers 
that like you type mm-hmm. on a little computer oh and God. like a, a quarter of yes. an inch like piece of tape comes out. Oh, maker. Yes. Literally that was typed in and it was like fashion slash general interest. And what? I was like, but that oh sign says, he goes, no, no, you need to look at this sign. And this sign oh my yeah, but the giant ass <laughs> sign above everything. It's like a half an inch thick. Fuck that. I was so mad. I think I tweeted this, but I went to uh, like I went to like a like a pharmacy that had a magazine rack and they had one Ray cover and two Ben covers. Yes, you did tweet and, about that. And I took one, but I was like, I feel bad because now there's just one Ben and he's all alone. And that was an actual serious thought that I had in my purchasing process. And I was like, OK, I think there's something a little wrong with you. <laughs> That's like, super cute. I would have struggled too. It's going to be OK. They're going to restock. And he's going to be just fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's do um, this. All right. So for those, I'm, I'm just going to do like a quick. Yes. Like mm-hmm. run. Th- not, uh, like, yeah. Uh, and yes. obviously um, the other hosts and our guest host Aaron can can chime in as, as they like. So, you know, the Vanity Fair covers, I'm sure a lot of people have already seen them on Twitter and Tumblr mm-hmm. and other social media. Yes. And um, I and. Who is it? Mich- Michelle, you were just saying earlier how like when you realize the covers fit together that oh you were just God. like, oh, I fuck. fucking lost it. And Woody goes, yes. Woody goes, maybe that was just an ac- accident. No. I was like, fuck you. No. Go to hell. Shut up, okay, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I don't know a lot of things. The hell do you know? I don't know a lot of things. I may come across like I do, but I don't. But one of the things I fucking know is that Annie fucking Leibowitz, okay, does doesn't not just make do fucking things. mistakes. Yeah, she doesn't just do things. All right, she's right. She was a woman <laughs> things don't just in photography. Happen. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. starting out when being a woman in photography and being taken serious was like that wasn't like a common thing. So like, no, mm-hmm. fucking Annie Leibowitz does not have time to just do shit. Okay, so. The okay. piece is uh, it's written by Love Grossman, and the as we mm-hmm. said, the the pictures are by Annie Leibowitz, um, and this is on set in uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. So um, the the like sort of opening uh, picture in the magazine is Tour de Force, which is just like that's the other thing too, like Vanity Fair. Like, don't get me wrong, some good like, puns. They have, yeah, they have a reputation of being like a very Legit. decent, yeah, a very decent mm-hmm. journal journalist uh, resource. Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Yes, uh, a it's, very a pre- decent, it's got prestige. Yeah, it's a it's a prestigious publication. Thank you, Mariana. Yes, exactly, very credible. It, it is a prestigious publication, so it's not quote unquote just a fashion magazine, yeah. which I think is one of the stereotypes right. of Vanity Fair and like Bazaar, like Harper's Bazaar, right? Um, yeah. So, but this is great because I think that this is an instance in which um, journalism. And fashion, because let's there's a lot of fashion in Star Wars. Um, they get to come together in this really kind of fun, playful way. So we have Tour de Force. And it's like after four decades, Star Wars is drawing to its epic conclusion. Lev Grossman goes behind the scenes with director J.J. Abrams and the cast for the first mm-hmm. look at The Rise of Skywalker with exclusive photographs by Annie Leibovitz. So this is great for uh, especially our uh, listeners who are really into filmmaking so there's just some really great behind the scenes shots, uh, seeing JJ set up shots with the with the actors and also just kind of like them kind of being cool and hanging out on set. So the piece, I would say that the themes of this piece kind of revolve mostly around the history of Star Wars mm-hmm. as a franchise. Um, and I think that that's that's important because the magnitude of this type of popular art it, as a thing that has been produced since the 70s 
you know, and that the, the lasting imprint that it's had to the point where it's it's become sort of like it's not just Americana. It's like this international, mm-hmm. you know, creative and and uh, visual behemoth. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to like whip out like my entire vocabulary for this segment. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> um, Want so to see it? It's happening. Um, and then, but, but what's also really great is that um, in talking about the history of Star Wars, it's also talking about uh, its prescience, uh, especially now when we are. Mm-hmm. So you know the the eternal battle, the surface battle in Star Wars is between some type of you know r- resistance, whether that's the rebels. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And or the Jedi or whoever up against like some type of like, you know, shadowy fascist empire. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah. The empire. First yeah. Order. So in, in our particular case, you know, America right now, like we're we're the shadowy fascists. Right. <laughs> like that's that's more or less Yeesh. what's happening. And so I really. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for talking to us. Aaron. <laughs> so, Listen, we like uh, one thing that I feel like with Canada is that a lot of times it's like oh canada this paradise but let me tell you like right now in ontario our premier doug ford is just like slashing cuts to education and to like funding for all sorts of social age stuff so like trying to keep track of what's happening in my own province and kind of across we have our own election coming up this Mm -hmm. year and i'm just like i can barely Mm -hmm. process like the news that i'm seeing from the states and also try to keep bandwidth for the shit that's happening up here too and it's really just kind of happening everywhere and it's just like it's so much all the time and that's why i read so much fucking fan fiction because i'm like i don't want to deal with any of that i just want to read my story Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely like weirdly Mm -hmm. um, uh citizens of the united states and residents here in the united states we have the the benefit of just kind of like expecting trump to be terrible and then like he just sort of delivers Mm -hmm. we're just like well how bad is he going to be today uh, and Canadians, I think, are dealing with more of a whiplash situation because it's like, oh, today Trudeau <laughs> does something nice. And like he's like, oh, like, let's apologize um, to indigenous peoples of Canada for stealing Ugh. their children. And then the next day he's approving a pipeline the through their pipeline. sacred land. The day yeah. after I might have that they declared a climate crisis. And I was like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> right. And so it's like it's like you don't know which Trudeau you're going to get yeah. that day. Yeah, um, and so that's you know it's like oh Trudeau in like Pride Parade, but like Trudeau's mm-hmm. administration also kind of like you know dragging its feet on sort of like you know underpinning more protections for LGBTQ people. So it's like it's like if I'm I, this is actually if I if you don't mind just because we're talking about this, I want to just kind of like segue into a portion of the article, and this was one of my like yeah 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 Go major things that I was looking for as I was reading this text the first time I was reading it. Um, so in talking about the dumpster fires, not the fun Star Wars family dumpster fires, but like the the dumpster fire of the current political climate Mm -hmm. and dealing with like all of the stress of this part of why Mm -hmm. Last Jedi to me was so fucking meaningful was finding out that Rey is a nobody and finding out that Rey Mm -hmm. doesn't come from a special magical lineage and she's just a a person right. who happens to have a really strong proclivity for the force. And she is the yeah. one who is making the decision to continue in this fight. And I think that that's really fucking inspiring. Well, and so yeah. that piece was hugely moving. Like 
me finding that out is like on par with the Wonder Woman and No Man's Land sequence in terms yes. of like, oh my God, yes. like Which this makes is me cry so mean every time me I see it. So that yeah. for me, this whole like, question of like, oh, is J.J. Abrams going to retcon anything that Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi? And people... Despite Anyways. JJ being like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Exactly, well, they talk, right? they talk yeah. about so the that. They talk for, about that because and they talk about that. And the quote, it's towards the sort of end of the article, but I'm just going to pull this quote. And he's talking about, um, uh, so this is JJ Abrams speaking. And he says, working on nine, I found myself approaching it slightly differently, which is to say that on seven, Force Awakens, I felt beholden to Star Wars in a way that was interesting. I was doing, I was doing what to the best of my ability I felt Star Wars should be. End quote. But this time around, something changed. Abrams found himself making different choices from camera angles, the lighting, the story. Abrams again. It felt slightly more renegade. It felt slightly, slightly more like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go do the thing that feels right because it does, not because it adheres to something. And that to me is, I think, yes. like such a good encapsulation of like what Ryan Johnson did with Last Jedi. He's like, yes. I'm going to go make this yes. thing and I'm going to break things. I'm going to make make a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The The brilliant plan with the rogue you know, code breaker fails. The plan mm-hmm. that like yes. that fails. This person, nobody special. She just happens to be a person who has these talents. Um, and so him yeah. saying that, and I swear to God, somewhere, maybe in a video from Celebration, I swear to you, there's somewhere on the internet, but I couldn't find it. So I apologize. The English major me is like, but where's the source? But I, I, <laughs> I know that I heard. We can source it on the, on the Twitter. Your, I know that I heard J.J. Abrams talk about excited. Talk about this idea that, like, you know, I played it really safe with Force Awakens, but seeing The Last Jedi emboldened me to go and be yeah. more breaking out of the mold for The Rise of Skywalker. So to me, like, Brian did this the heavy work basically and, in that and sense. Breaking through this idea and the idea of like smashing up a legacy and rebuilding it is, I think, really fascinating. And I think bodes well for the community yeah. of people who are like, you know what, The Last Jedi was, the Last Jedi was great. Please do not retcon race parentage. I beg of you. And I feel like yeah. this put me at yeah. ease a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's so much better that she doesn't have any like skin in the game. Not not even just not coming from a force sensitive family, but like not having yeah. any parents and, or any family or a nation other than to fight just for or, or, or people. What she thinks. Right. Like what she sees as evil. She sees this like force that is trying to which you know, force people into. Yeah. Uh, like a fascist society and she's just like that's not okay like that's her only skin on the the vanity fair youtube page they have an interview with lev grossman who wrote this article and it's a uh it's a video version it's like everything we know about rise of episode nine you can find on vanity fair this is partly why i find Mm -hmm. it so insanely frustrating that people aren't immediately seeing the rise of skywalker and be like Ben Solo. So in the video version, that's kind of a recap of this article. Lev Grossman's like, um, so let's start with um, the rise of Sk- Skywalker. Who could that be? And he says it could be Ray. And then he keeps speculating on why it could be Ray. I'm like, no, my mm-hmm. dude. And then he even adds, it's suggested <laughs> that Skywalker is not a person, but rather a new order. And then it just ends that segment and he moves on to the next talking point. And I'm like, Hold up, hold up, hold up. Ben Solo? We're not going to talk about Ben Solo. The, like, the lack of people. The only thing I appreciate that he did was when he did that Ask Me Anything on Reddit. And they were like, what literary character would you compare Kyla to? And he was like, Darcy. Nice. No, you no. forget the one where, where, where. He did K say that, right? Or, yes, he did. He did. No, he didn't say Darcy. He said uh, Heathcliff. Mike Trapp. There we go. Wuthering oh. Heights. He said, yes. he said, and he didn't even, he was like Heathcliff. And I, then, and then there was but, a part. Yeah. 
in the AMA where he where he like someone was like, I read the article and I want to clarify about this. So does this mean this? And then Vanity Fair's person was like, actually, that's a typo. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a typo. She just always come back to whoever tweeted something that like Leia Organa did not carry that child in her womb for nine months for you to be speculating about Ray fucking Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. It's just so wild to me that people are like, stretching so far to be like really Ray? Are, and i don't know where i saw it on twitter that like they, they asked someone that's like i saw that it was a verified account connected to like i guess script writing for star wars or something and they asked him like mm-hmm. about ray having been like ben so i mean uh han solo's love child or something and he was like no like the timing doesn't no. line up and he explains like in where when you start in tfa they just like mm-hmm. Han and Leia just broke up four years prior. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Yeah. He's like, so it doesn't. It oh, So it's only been four years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't he said know like when yeah. in TFA, we all they know. just broke up four years prior and then he states Ray's age and he's like, the timing doesn't add up. No. Yeah. Because we all know as much as Han Solo wants to think of himself as like this really cool player, whatever. He's such a soft boy for Leia. Yeah. To add to the point of the whole like debate that started because of leave grossman making mm-hmm. that like skywalker comment is that I, yeah i wish that i had like honestly taken a screenshot or saved it for like this conversation but someone was asked on twitter and there was a verified account they asked like isn't you know this whole theory that ray is a skywalker like is it hot like a which ironically she wouldn't be a skywalker if she was han solo's love child because exactly but anyway whatever <laughs> i just realized that right now and i'm like wait a second why did they why would they ask that? And why would they answer? Bar- the point is, he's like, they can't even she can't even be a love child because he explained like in TFA, mm-hmm. Han and Leia just broke up four years prior and yeah. she's and he states her age and he's like, the timing doesn't add up. It just doesn't. Yeah. But apart from that, she wouldn't be a Skywalker if she was a solo love child. But I anyway. did find the screenshot I gave with the weird uh, Kia from Vanity Fair drawing back on leave grossman's like oh, coverage yeah. of it so he, so he said uh can you please elaborate on the part where you confirm kylo is indeed attacking the knights of ren in the trailer yes, yes. Yes. it seems like a pretty bold slash spoilery claim yeah and hi kia from vanity fair here two hours after they asked the comment no it was soon after it was two hours when they commented in two hours as this they hopped on it real same. quick. Someone was on that. That was yeah. an error. You know, Mickey Mouse was like, oh, hello. The article and noted the correction. All we can confirm is that the knights are indeed back. Sorry for the confusion. Which uh-huh. I'm like, sure, Jan. Sure. You yeah. know, Mickey called up and was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> right. Mickey Mouse was like, how dare. How, <laughs> how dare. dare. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was I mean, going to try, but I'm not good. at. I don't have a Mickey voice. That was amazing. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, so so there's there's all of these great parallel conversations mm-hmm. that I think the piece in Vanity Fair is pulling together. Um, you know, U.S. history, the history of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The story in Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, the stuff that goes into making Star Wars, because they're also talking about um, 
you know, how we got from John Lucas to J.J. Abrams second go. Um, mm-hmm. And even like John Williams, like how, when he did the first uh, you know, soundtrack for Star Wars and he was like, I didn't even think there was going to be a second movie. Mm. Um, and so 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 that's great. We can we can talk about the the pretty pictures really quick. Um, so I, I just, you know, the visuals, the visuals in this are great. We have some really great shots of people playing background characters, but I just really want to talk about two pictures that I mm-hmm. just think are like, uh, BFDs, big fucking deals. So I'll, I'll kind of, I'll just do them in the order they come up. So we have uh-huh. this great shot of, uh, Kylo and Ray. It looks like they're doing yep. battle. I, I can't tell if it's water or snow. I think yeah. it's rain. Water. I yeah, think it's rain. Um, and the they rain. have their lightsabers out and they're just, they're kind of, they're going at it. And the yeah, and quote what's here. And uh, caption? The caption. Yeah, the caption. What's, what's that title? Captions. Uh, so it says in bold, star-crossed. And like, if you don't know what that means, then just like, uh-huh. why are you listening to this podcast? Go um, pick up it a says book called Kylo Romeo Ren, uh, played by Adam Driver and Ray, mm-hmm. battle it out with lightsabers in a stormy confrontation. Their force connection, what Driver calls their quote-unquote maybe bond, will turn out to run even deeper than they previously revealed. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of a, of a, a, a hinty hint, a little, a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, actually, I also wanted to talk about the shot on the next page, uh, pages 94 and 95. It's this beautiful shot of... John Boyega and a uh, new coming character, Jana, played by Naomi mm. Aki. On yes. the back. So they're, they're horses, but they CGI them into looking like these alien horses called Orbax. And it says Finn mm-hmm. and new ally, Jana, atop hardy Orbax, lead the charge against the mechanized forces of the First Order. Um, it's extremely surreal to be in it, says Aki, and see how it works from the inside. And I just mm. really want to uh, give props to this shot because it's just like, I have two unambiguously black mm-hmm. characters like in yep. this beautiful sci-fi shot they just look yes. so confident and she's cool. doing the ab workout of her fucking yeah, of yes. like everyone's life with yes. like such effortlessness the core it's shocking. strength that's being exhibited in this shot is like it's bananas yeah e- so an an the, the representation that's happening here <laughs> is like is thick all right i'm really into it and yes. really after seeing all the cool pictures and after reading the piece my only complaint about the vanity fair piece is that we don't get any kelly marie trend like yeah. that's the only yes. that's the only but, but but uh i think we were talking about this earlier for me mm-hmm. that's telling me that something about her costuming or the scenes that she's in Mm-hmm. Maybe because she wasn't on location in Jordan. We did. Um, was it at Celebration that they released some like some shots? They, and we, we did, did see, a see her, of her and Ray in the, sh- in the same very, shot. It's very cut in. It's like literally like, yes. like just yeah, a yeah, sliver. Yeah. So you just see that, Rose. Yeah, I think they don't want to reveal too much about like what, what her role is yet. Maybe yeah, that's why. Right. So Maybe I'm just, she's just like attached rather, to Finn so much of the time. Like I, by the face. My thought, my thought is... That she is spying on the First Order. Which would be fan. Some way. And it would mean that she'd have to be in the uniform. So you'd already be able to tell. And there'd be no Finn to push down her cute curls. Oh my god, that was so sweet. You haven't seen that deleted scene when Finn Mm -hmm. pushes down her cute curls and is just like, ugh, boing. Why is your curls doing that? (laughs) 
Why is um, it so cute? If you think about it, most of the people that would have recognized her from the from the failed uh, I mean, espionage plot, they all blowed up. Are yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. So who yeah. would even recognize? Like that no would one. be no one. And who would even question her if she said right? that she was on that ship and that she escaped? There would be no like records yeah. of true. who made it out and who didn't. One hundred percent true. Yeah. So all, true. all of it. I don't know. I I just really hope that uh, that Tran gets like a really great mm-hmm. role in the next movie because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like she was great in Last Jedi. Yes. Um, but I, I, you know, I just, I want, you know, I want all, the whole cast, like this, this cast is They're just magical. like, it's magical. It really is. And I'm really excited to see how they, it all works together. Yeah. The one heartache that I have, and this is my sort of pipe dream, is I, I really, not for any narrative reason, but I really wish that Phasma was going to be back just so that we could have right. Gwendolyn Christie back on the press trail yes. because yes. Gwendolyn Christie is an That's, angel sent to this earth and all of her so shit great. that she did I during didn't like, actually Rampa. accept or believe that she was actually gone. Like, Me neither. Yeah. I'm well, totally I mean, they hope. still played just a tiny bit coy yeah. on that. But on also, that like... On that is, stage, they played a little bit coy. Yeah. Like, part Maybe of we'll it, get flashbacks or something. Part of it, like, don't get me wrong, part of it is definitely that Gwendolyn Christie's acting is just like phenomenal like she's great and i love seeing like a tall big woman just like Mm -hmm. commanding like i'm into it yes and she can do femme and she can do like utilitarian Mm -hmm. and she you know she's Mm -hmm. so versatile Mm -hmm. but also like if she's not in the rise of skywalker that means that we're not going to get another gwendolyn christie red carpet look and i just don't know how to deal with that i don't accept that yeah or another photo shoot with her and uh fucking uh adam driver and uh donald what were you gonna ask aaron oh i was just gonna so we keep saying the rise of skywalker and i know how i've been saying t-r-o-s i keep saying T-Rose, like T-Rex, and I would just like to confirm <laughs> that that is the accepted pronunciation. Yeah. I call it epics. The way these things work, my my understanding of the way these things work, and mm-hmm. obviously y'all chime in about how you feel about this, but it's really, like, it's, a, it's this really interesting group effort. Like, the way that communities of people come together to name things that that don't quite mm. have a name yet or we or have a name that we all decide is terrible and we don't like it. Yeah. Um, so the way communities come together to name things is really interesting to me. And so uh, I really, you know, so like sometimes it's just, it's just a very obvious answer, right? So like the last Jedi TLJ, we're just like, yeah. it's TLJ now. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's the shorthand. You can't like, call it Jedi because we already have return of the Jedi and that's confusing. So TLJ. Yeah, boom, it's, it's TLJ. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, but for for episode nine, before we had the title, it made sense to call it Epics or episode nine. Mm-hmm. That like, yeah, that's we're just going to do that. Like, duh. But uh, now that we have that, it's called The Rise of Skywalker. OK, first of all, that's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Dislike social T-Rose. media. Dislike, yeah. So the T Rose is cool. I'm into yeah. that, but I also still really <laughs> like epics. I love epics. Is really good too. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of like, uh, part of me also just kind of wants to get rid of the the and just call it Rise of Skywalker in shorthand. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see after the movie comes out, and it's it, the other thing too is like, for example, because they talk about this really quick in the Vanity Fair piece about how even the people. Like even how John Boyega and um, Oscar Isaac and and Daisy Ridley, like even how they refer to 
the movie um and sometimes they just call them by the number they're just like oh yeah in eight we did this but in nine we're doing this Mm -hmm. so it'll be really interesting to see in a few years from now after the movies come out and after we've had i'm hope i'm counting on you raylo it's just like amazing fan fiction to Mm -hmm. to sort of buoy this like in you know out for a few more months after it comes out of theaters It'll be great to see just how, like, what what are we going to call it? Like, how is catch the fandom going to refer to it? Catch me cosplaying Raylo in like twenty years at Celebration. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Bro. We're just gonna we're just gonna chiral it up. Before oh we move on, I wanted to point out, like, in the picture, the first one, the first like photograph that you mentioned, the star-crossed mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yes. The reason it like takes me out, the thing that like catches my eye the most is how Ray is holding the lightsaber, like with both hands like putting all her strength into it yeah and kylo mm-hmm. is just like with one hand like it to me it just speaks like i'm just going through the motions of fighting with you yeah. you know do you even think that they're fighting each other because i yeah i saw some interesting discussion and like the thing for me is i totally agree with you but the more i stared at this photo and made it my phone background so i could stare at it more that there's no part of me it's like yeah it's yeah there's the elements obviously but like ray's a smart fighter and she looks like she has her eyes almost closed and i feel like she wouldn't she wouldn't blind herself if she was right. in that proximity to an enemy so it makes right. me like wonder if there are unseen the enemies on like a lower for, ground that yeah. she's dealing with that have been edited out and it's like Ugh. they're not even fighting each other which gets me this. about as wet as this photo is frankly yeah so I fucking love that. I, I love that idea that maybe she's like reaching with the force to feel for like oh these God. other enemies that she can't you, see Aaron. because of the weather conditions. So <sighs> my oh, conversation Aaron. that I had saw was that they're fighting on top of the Millennium Falcon, which I was 100 oh, yeah. percent on board with when I like examined the floor that they're on. But I just wanted to say that like that seeing that photo of Finn and, and Jana reminded me of the Gina Torres quote from uh, she plays Zoe in Firefly, yes. like how sci-fi is just so much better for a woman of color. And like, yes. because you they give you a fucking gun and they're like, yeah. go, go. go get it. Girl. Like, just go do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, science fiction, you know, literally the, the people who are writing it and the people who are playing the mm-hmm. characters in it and the people who like there's just so much more room for inclusivity. because yeah. Yes quote unquote, you know, um, regular fiction or realistic fiction, it's still unfortunately super bogged down by this idea mm-hmm. that like the everyman or the character that we're going to relate to is yeah. either generally going to be white and or mm-hmm. a man. The one thing that I would also add just before we wrap up the um, Vanity Fair discussion, I don't remember if we were recording it earlier, but like we talked before about the use of the term star crossed. That mm-hmm. is not a term that gets used lightly. And that is the term no. that is the title of the ray and ben rain photo of that and yeah. like you don't use the term star-crossed right. without the connotation of whether it's fr- familial or friendly or even romantic there is love embedded and baked into the fabric of that word and they didn't use it for no reason That's yeah, all I'm yeah. Saying. That's absolutely yeah. like, this is a phrase that you know we're going we're literally going all the way back to shakespeare here yeah, yeah. can we like, can we literally. talk about the shakespeare class that i took with my husband in high school let's just talk about that real quick star-crossed lovers <laughs> <laughs> okay so what I wanted to talk about was something that sort of we haven't been able to really discuss. And it was um, it happened back in March and it was uh, Violet Wilson. That's what mm-hmm. uh, her handle on um, Twitter is. V.I.W.I. writes. So it's like mm-hmm. her initial, like her name. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on AO3, she's Violet Wilson altogether. And um, 
So she has nine works up on AO3 and she writes like heavy on the feels and her fix. And, and she was able to like put a lot of humor into it. So what happened in March is she kind of became the mother of modern epistolary fix and like an yes. epistolary yes. fix. Yes, queen. Just, you know, to give like a little background of it. It's basically a story that's told in form of letters. But she took mm-hmm. that and she really like modernized it because it was in like text and work emails. And yeah, um, if you like Sabine and Griffin growing up, wow, do we have an adult version of that for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, the text fic is called Burner Phone. And the yes. uh, summary is Ray just wants to do her job and wipe the company phones so they can be reprogrammed. A certain mystery man is not helping. It's about 75 tweets long. You can find it on her um, Twitter page. And um, mm-hmm. she has it pinned at the, at the top, like give or take 75 tweets. But it was an it's a quick read, but it was an absolute moment that I really wanted to like. It was give an, her an shout iconic moment. Iconic. It was like, yeah, the moment. entire Raylo Twitter people were just Everyone losing was it. captivated. Yeah. We yeah. were all waiting Stan on Raylo, Twitter. Was. Like it was three days that I like that week. I look back on like a lot where it's like that was mm-hmm. a really fun moment. You know, I just yes. am very grateful because I'm a teacher and I was on March break that week. And thank fuck that I was because yeah. I was just like refreshing Twitter on a constant yeah. basis. <laughs> so I want to highlight that you can buy her a coffee at uh, Violet Wilson and um, just wanted to give her a shout out because she started a movement ever since then. There's mm-hmm. been a Twitter account created that like calls attention to text fix. People do them left and right. She even did another one. So that was the shout out that I wanted to give her. And then I have two authors that I really love. And I mentioned one earlier, um, Kylo Trash Forever. Her, um, I got her details straight this time. So she's Kylo Trash Forever underscore Raylo on AO3. She's Kylo mm-hmm. Trash Forever on Tumblr. And on Twitter, she's KTR underscore Raylo. So mm-hmm. she has 60 works up on AO3. She writes modern AU and some canon verse. She does Everything with like king fix, so like tentacle, edging, food kink, pegging. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's she honestly is someone that's like really doing really good at putting porn out there for like in the female gaze. She writes yeah, angst, I- fluff and crack, song fix, Ben Low, even there's even a Logan Lucky uh slash Ray fic. We so, did test Logan about Lucky her on our um Lilithor episode, the trash triplets, uh, yeah, for her Ben Low work, and she's just a ton of fun to interact she's with on Twitter fun. too. And I just wanted to like give her a shout out because right now she's putting out some like she does it efficiently. She accepts she take accepts prompts, and I just wanted to mm-hmm. give her a shout out because she's doing some really really fun ones. And I mentioned one earlier. Um, and you can get you can buy her a coffee as well. She's Kyla Trash Forever on on coffee. Uh, and then the next one is my girl Violet Hour six 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 Jules. Yes, she we love you, Jules. Jules is amazing. She has forty two works up. Um, real quick, I wanted to, so she, on Twitter she's Violet Hour six six six, and it's the same on Ao three. On Tumblr mm-hmm. she's Real Math, and there's a dash in between each letter. Mm-hmm. Each letter, yeah. Um, so she writes mainly modern AU's. Her fix usually have a darker take, though there are light ones as well. She likes. She also really likes to write kink fix. Like she's done anti king accumulation tentacle. Like she Mm -hmm. really loves a challenge, and she will take uh, voyeurism. She's great. Yeah, she will take commissions. And um, right now she's doing a really like just to give you a sample of like darker takes. She's doing her first ABO fic right now. It's called a box full of darkness. (sighs) 
Three yes. of six chapters is up, rated E. In the summaries, in a world where Omegas are essentially a slave race, orphaned Ray is lucky to present as a rare female alpha, even if she is bullied relentlessly while at school. When she learns that Ben Solo, the boy who makes her life hell, is hiding a deep, dark secret, everything changes for them both. So it's got a darker take on ABO. She's kind of putting her own spin on it. Like I mm-hmm. said, she takes commissions, and you can also buy her a coffee, and her name on coffee is Violet Wrights. So those were the three shout outs I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching the birth of the like Twitter epistolary um, movement has been so awesome. I think the most recent one that I've been really loving, and I might have it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Delia Pavorum has like Mm -hmm. a video series where you can see (laughs) email typing and also see the edits. So like they'll start a sentence. Yeah. And it's like you're watching a a video. That's like a new take on it, which I really appreciate. You're looking over your friend's shoulder while she's making poor choices. It's so... (laughs) It's so fascinating and it's just so exciting that like people are finding all these fun ways to experiment with not only like the characters and the story, but also the form Mm -hmm. that they come in like that to me is just like, it's ridiculous. It's so wonderful to watch and discover. Absolutely. And speaking of shout outs, Kay, I think we have a, you wanted to talk about a, a shout out for our Facebook group that we all yes, know and so, love. Yes, uh, so one that the Smut Hut has slowly but surely joined as a group is mm-hmm. the uh, Raylo Ficrex Facebook group. Uh, they are mm-hmm. 100% worth your time to join if you are a if you don't hate Mark Zuckerberg enough to not be on Facebook <laughs> because fuck Zuck, you know what I mean? He's yeah, really yeah. the worst. Uh, yes. They are really great. They're a very well-moderated group, which, you know, is really the 10 out of 10 reason for joining anything is how well the moderators are. Uh, and high five, Raylo, Ficrec moderators, like you deserve it all because you really have done a ton of work on this this Facebook group. Um, they do book clubs. Like right now they're reading Tactical Surrender. Uh, and they are very well like organized with with how you can just kind of like join in with Tactical Surrender. They have a Discord group that you're welcome to join. They also have um, just like a thread that you can join if that's not how your thing is. If you're not if you're not into Discord or you don't want to do more live chat, you want to do something that's a little bit more passive. That's how you mm-hmm. can join. They have great art. They do. They they talk about mood boards. My other favorite part about Real Ficrets Rex is that they also support the writers like 100 percent. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a ton of hacks. They do like weekly hacks where we can talk about embedding text images <gasps> into That's your so fix. Helpful. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they really do. They really do. Like, how do you how do you do a mood board? How do you, oh here's here's awesome. the five ways you can do a mood board. Here's the way that you embed images into your text. This is how you embed video into your AO3 text. And that's that's I mean, I think that's really something that's a need. I didn't even think about that at those in darkness was asking about that earlier in the week on Twitter. And I totally should have, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend her to the group. I mean, as someone who just spent like a good, like 10 to 15 minutes earlier today, trying to figure out how to add links to the notes at the end of an AO3 chapter. This makes me so excited. (laughs) I only just joined that group today, but that also makes me really excited for as we've, you know, as people are exploring the form of fan fiction more through like epistolary or whatever else, like Mm -hmm. being able to add those elements to like um, doing the unstuck does a really great job of incorporating the screenshotted text to make it look more authentic Mm -hmm. and more kind of in the moment. So that's, and that's yes, so awesome yes, that yeah. they're supportive of that. 
And they do oh, a really good job of of not only showing you how you can create you as a as a writer can text yourself to create these screenshots or find mm-hmm. websites that will like Mari has done for her own writing uh, mm-hmm. will, will like generate it for you. But yeah. also also ways that you embed it into your AO3 profile. And that I think is very needed in this community. And I, I really appreciate that. Not even as a writer. I just appreciate it as like someone who appreciates fandom. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they do book clubs. And I love the fact that you can shout out to the group. Hi, I'm in search of this one fic that I read once upon a time that I can't remember at all. It's just it's just something that I think is really great and refreshing. And especially something that if you're really into the fandom and you want to have the fandom on all your platforms, not only can mm-hmm. you have it on Twitter, but you can also have it on Facebook. And it's very low drama, which is something yes. I really like. It's all Absolutely. about fanfic and that's all it's about. So, yes, if you're interested nice. in something like that, uh, get in touch with anyone in the Smut Hut. Um, we can all slowly but surely add you if you message us or yeah. dm us through yeah through, the tw- through twitter i'd be more than happy to out myself on facebook for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't have any problem with that uh yeah and so the second thing i'd like to do is do a really quick fiction recommendation um i mm-hmm. have been reading crossing winters hanging by a moment Fake. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I I I'm I'm a weak person. I don't have time to read <laughs> fics that are 75 chapters. I just want to read something that's like six chapters and under. Even if it's a little mm-hmm. on the longer side, I'd rather mm-hmm. read something that's a little bit lo- on the longer side but is still shorter in chapters because it just keeps mm-hmm. my attention a little bit faster. So I was looking for something that was published recently and uh had my catnip but also was something quick that I could review over the course of a weekend. Mm -hmm. And oh boy. (laughs) So (laughs) crossing winter on Twitter is crossing underscore uh, winter on Twitter and crossing no underscore. So it's crossing winter on AO3. (laughs) They have written Mm -hmm. lots of stuff. Uh, I got introduced to them through the Gendraya uh, Twitter tag, AO3 tag, uh, because I am an Aria Gendry like stan. Oh, man. <laughs> that and Gentleman Jack, 100% both of them. Uh, and Ugh. so I found them through that and I, I got really like just a little bit of taste of their writing and decided, let me see what their Raylo shit is like. And their Raylo shit is serious business. So <laughs> let me pull up uh, the summary because it is serious business. As I said, there are many things that Ben could have tolerated about his parents' divorce. That his mother had finally had it with his father's borderline illegal, or rather, as he liked to put it, borderline illegal company. The shady activities it covered that would doubtlessly end her political career if a reporter got a hold of them. Uh, That his father had finally had it with the way his mother nags. Because sure, he thought it was hot 20 years ago, but he is in fact an adult who can actually keep his shit together. All that he would have gotten, he'd have gotten (laughs) wrecked, but he'd have gotten it. His dad leaving his mom for a 19-year-old gold digger, though, and his mother not even putting up a fight, that had caught him by surprise. That had hurt. Is that Ray? Be nice to her, Ben, his mother had said on the phone when he'd spoken to her for the first time in five years. She just lost her father. Yeah, so did I. That's Uh, our summary. It's a quote from a part of the fic. And we've got some additional tags. If you have uh, triggers with a dysfunctional family... Seriously, there's a lot of dysfunctional family in here. Uh, chronic illness is something. In this case, uh, Ray has MS. 
That's the reason why her and uh, Han get married is because Ray has MS and and it's a uh, it's it's talked wow. about in here and her her illness like does come up insurance. a lot. She does need insurance. <sighs> oh okay. shit! Yeah, <laughs> you know, not oh, topical shit. at all. How right? I Met Your Mother, who also happens to be my stepmom. <laughs> Does oh it count as, as a fake relationship if you have to pretend to hate each other? Uh, you God. also have virgin race. So if that's a thing for you and you're not crazy about it, like so far, so be it. She's a virgin in this yeah. one as well. Uh, but yeah. essentially, Ray is a this is from the point of view of Kylo. And I said in my mm-hmm. Twitter that if you follow me on Twitter, D-R-K-L-D-Y-K-Y, uh, mm-hmm. that this is a love story to Ben Solo. Like you get all Ben Solo's point of view. There's no switching, and oh, it's refreshing. God, I love Ben's POV. It's really refreshing. I feel like you gotta get a lot of switching, and sometimes it's really mm-hmm. nice to like only be in one person's head. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you are very much in Ben Solo's head. Like he is driving, he sees Ray on the side of the road. She's been, uh, she was driving in the snow. She gets uh, sidelined by the snow, and. Uh, Ben goes to help her. He goes, ha ha. And then he goes, oh, my dad, he would have wanted me to help. So he like pulls over and puts her in the car (laughs) and is like, my dad's gold digging wife, future wife. Uh She's the worst. Drive, drive, drive. I'll drop you off at Chewy's. He can take care of your car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so he drops, you know, her off and finds out later when she comes home to Leia's house that she's living there. And that is the current widow of han solo is ray and i'm gonna be honest i started reading this because my catnip is ray as han solo's uh main squeeze like side squeeze like lover like i've i've definitely read my fair share of fics ray and han have fucked so i started reading this fic because of that uh han and ray dating trope and I started reading it and it turned out to be Ray has MS and she needs uh, Han's insurance. So they get a divorce, uh, Leia and Han, and, you know, Ray and marries Leia him. Leia knows about this whole thing that Ray yes. needs the insurance. And she's oh. 100% all on on it is what she is. But nobody tells Ben. No oh one tells goodness. Ben because he hasn't spoke to anyone in five years because he's working for fucking Snoke. And so ah, he dropped out okay. of law school, right. and Luke is a fucking judge, and there's just a whole bunch of drama, and Luke's not a nice guy. So if you're a Luke stan, like, just get get out of here. Just get out of here, okay? Just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, this is not for you. Gasp, it's not for you. So just, like, Imagine make, like, that. the stormtroopers say and move yeah, along. Yeah, move along, like we always say in our, in our fix. So yes. uh, it's just very tender and, like, I just really love the way that Ben comes to the realization that Ray is more than what she seems. Mm-hmm. And but I like I like <laughs> my Rays to be broken. And I also like my Kylos to be broken. And I like them to come together in these two broken pieces that make an amazing puzzle. Um, yeah. And so now I'm going to get to the smut highlight because I also want to say that it, there's been a big discourse recently about all of this, about explicit content and how explicit content fix are the only things that get reads. But a lot of the fix that we've been reading and Sophia agrees with me on this, that a lot of the fix that we've been reading have been one sexy chapter and that's it. You got 12 yep. chapters of, of buildup and one sexy goddamn chapter. Not so me because I stay on my Kylo trash forever bullshit. And f- and everyone else can just kiss my. 
I will say that a couple of the fics that both Sophia and I have read and that I've talked to other people about as well have just one fucking sex scene. And this is six chapters long and there's only one sex scene. Look, so. if you know okay. what you're doing, sometimes that's all you need. Yes, <laughs> that's that's true. True. Okay. One and done, okay. baby. One and done. So <laughs> Ray is uh, having... Wait, wait. Instead of a one minute man, we need you to be a 10 chapter champion. Like that's... <laughs> what we need it's true it's true <sighs> my smut highlight for uh hanging by a moment is this okay uh ray has just admitted to kylo that this is the first time she's had sex and he's just like oh i don't think you're ready and she's like yes i am and he's like i'm feeling you you're not as wet as i'd like you to be a kind of a large person and mm-hmm. so he goes to work Ray isn't mm. work. Ray is anything but work. Mm. She sighs and trembles as he licks and tests her entrance again with a finger while his tongue is on her clit. There's a little more give this time, but it's not as easy to slide in yet. So he'll keep going. He'll keep going as long as it takes. If that's what he wants and she'd been the one who'd wanted him inside her, he wanted it too. But he'd have to been content if this is where it stopped. You nervous, he asks? the next time he tests her entrance again stroking lightly across her skin no she says then chagrined a little i've touched myself before but i don't know why it's different this time because i'm not you he says because you have to let it go you're still holding on let go <sighs> i'm just gonna leave it there because anytime any fic author uses <sighs> force awakens or last jedi like like dialogue yes. in a sex scene i'm mm-hmm. just swoosh uh-huh. Uh, Beyonce exiting the, the building. It's already good when someone is incorporating the dialogue, just like anyways, and you're like, ha ha ha. But when it's in a sex scene, you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please like, oh, thank because you. Because that's actually what it was. Because that's actually what we all see it as is just mm-hmm. like this giant sex scene, and then like putting it in an actual sex scene. You're just like, this is how it was intended. I still can't believe that Jezebel said that Last Jedi was not a horny movie. Like, I love Jezebel, but that was Shout ridiculous. out to Lindsay Romaine for doing... Oh, the Lord's work. The maker's yes. work, yes, for doing mm-hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. She's like, actually, TLJ is the horniest of horny the movies. And the last thing yes. I'd like to shout out is uh, for those of you who are audio podcast or audiobook listeners... Uh, mm-hmm. We do have quite a few. Uh, there, the AO3 does have an option for you to listen to select fix as an audiobook. Mm-hmm. You can listen to them. I don't know what the narrators are like because I don't listen to audiobooks, but I would like to shout out the Audio Awakens, which at Twitter is at Audio Awakens. They are prime doing prime content. So if you've got something that you want them to read and you want to put it on audiobook, you tell them. In the same way that Suspense is doing just tiny bits of deliciousness. Audio Awakens mm. will record your entire podcast as an audiobook so that you can get it listened to on your commute to work. So not only <laughs> do you go to work aroused, but you come home aroused as well. The end. <laughs> entire thing. Um, um, Aaron, did you have, you had a couple fix that you wanted to give a quick shout out to as well. Oh, yeah, there were, it was really stressful. First of all, I was so excited to get asked to be 
a guest and this has been so much fun but i was having a big stressing oh like oh my god which fic i just really wanted uh, yeah. to give um <laughs> says every time yeah, oh god. <laughs> Um, I really wanted to give, um, we talked a bit earlier about like how we got into like the Raylo madness and how we kind of found our Mm -hmm. way to it. And so when I was like my tentative Raylo self, like, I don't want any, like, I don't want it to be smutty full out. So I wanted something like nice and long and drawn out. And the first fic I ever read was, um, A Collision of Stars by, Mm -hmm. uh, Dust of the Ancients, which is a like behemoth of writing it's super long um and it's very much an enemies to friends to lovers uh we have to become allies out of a survival need if you like dathomir mm. and dathomir witches got that in there for you yes. um we and i don't know if we the do. author is on twitter i didn't get the sense that they are um but it is like i have it saved to my phone and on the regular i'll end up being like i'll just go in and read a quick like one of the passages that i love and highlight it and then i end up doing an accidental reread of the entire thing like on a regular basis <laughs> i do that a lot like, with fix, yeah so i really wanted to shout that out yeah. and then the other one yeah hello summer heat yeah the other one i wanted to give a shout out to was blades cross by the raylo void yes, which is my your next one cutting to read. edge au and as a canadian um i i was saying this earlier um uh, so Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer are Canada's darlings. They are the team that won the gold medal in like the past two Winter Olympics. And you should absolutely watch their uh, performances, especially the one that they won gold for last year, which is a Moulin Rouge mashup of El Tango de Roxanne yes. and Come What May. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, watch that video and then go read this fic and it will just fill yes. you to the brim with Raylo Fields. And that has yes. that one is quite short in comparison. It's still rather wordy, but it's only two chapters um i think it's rated m it has some smut in there but it's not like over the top it's and it is a really it's one of those really well done modern au's that does a great job of explaining like his relationship with snoke and making it like snoke Mm -hmm. is a coach and he used to work with luke and it does a really good job of blending the canon elements into a modern setting so yeah collision of stars and blades cross are the two i wanted to give some shout outs to and we are going to uh, go ahead and talk about our updates, fix that we have talked about in the past that have updated. Um, the first one that we have is Landscape with a Blur of Conquerors. That's now up to 58 chapters. And Kay absolutely called it on our last podcast that the chapter count has now been increased. Love it. From 60 to 65. <gasps> okay, yes, I'm going gonna, gonna to put a hard bet on saying that it's going to be 80 chapters before it's done. I'm going to say 73. I was going to say 73. 73. I'm going to say 80. Sophia, what do you got? Fuck, I don't even know anymore. Mariana. What do you I'm got for me? I'm going to say 75. 75 yeah. and Sophia does not have an answer. You got you got to guess something. Okay, wait. I said go high. How many is it now? She 58 is the current chapter count, but it, she increased like the total chapter count to 65. I'm amazed at the restraint that no one bet 69. I'm just really proud of that. Oh, scale, like, I bet 69. Okay, <laughs> there you go. All right. And what is she at currently? You said 63. She's at 58 right now. I I do want to send her like all the love and like healing love. energy. Um, mm-hmm. She's just going through a major event right now and just, you know, sending her all the yeah. love. Landscape yeah. has been around longer than the podcast at this point. Yeah, it so. has been. It's yeah, true. It has been. Mm-hmm. Res- yeah. Respect our elders. It was one of the big things yeah. that encouraged yeah. us. Yeah, just oh, like I just wish that every everyone who gets so much joy 
out of her work. I just hope that everyone is holding her in their thoughts right now. And like, I hope that we can Mm -hmm. all send as much love to her as possible because she gives so much to this fandom and her writing has just like, you know, hit so many notes for everybody. So the next update that we have is Comfort Zones by Emmy Jean, who is now up to chapter 18 out of 20. And that was a um, sex worker fic that we um, that we recommended a couple of episodes ago. Uh, next is Linear A, who made Kohalat 316 into a series. And now there's a second part called um, Kohalat 411. What? We talked about this, Sophia. What? Sophia's like, hey, Sophia told you about it. About Say, no, what? no, I have, I, <laughs> what? So there, um, there's a second, she made into a series, and the second part in the series is called Kohalet 411 Small Apartment. I have to leave right now. I'm sorry, I'm leaving. Bye. I have to go read this immediately. It's a 10, 10 completed fic. So if you, if you liked the uh, Kohalet 316 or any of the other works that we've recommended by Linear A, I recommend checking this one out. If you like Kohalet, you're going to like Dark Water, her newest one, too. And the, la- um, the last update that we have is Doing the Unstuck <laughs> oh, by man. the lovely Slip Going Under. It's at 22 out of 23, so we are almost completely done. Kay, I'm, how are I'm you feeling? I'm pretty sure that 23 is going to be an epilogue, but chapter uh-huh. 22. That is so hot. The sex scene in 22 is like 100% worth it. You need to, oh. if, if you just like sex scenes to like Amen. think about, you should just read just chapter 22. I have to say, I am so glad that that story updated to the point where it's at because I think it was like around chapter 16 or 17 where Ray and Ben were like not in a good place and it was the ch- I started reading the chapter where they were both going to go to a party but they were broken up and not really friends and he had someone else oh, I had to stop. we were at that party oh my god yes you were see I didn't realize that because I had to stop reading the chapter and I messaged her I was like this is giving me too many like trauma flashbacks <laughs> to when my fiance and I were not together oh. and I'm just gonna like wait until there's more of a happy ending because right now there's yes. only this yeah. and I think yes. I need to know that it'll be okay she's like totally fair so and um if you are looking to keep up with smut hut in other ways we have our ever amazing Def Dama who Mariana who we just love and stand so much is currently writing a couple of uh fix along with uh, your taste is my attention, which is her um, trash Kira. Yeah, yeah, trash triplets. I'm trying to fic. balance three, but I'm focusing on yeah. like the collab and the MySpace one right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got it. You, uh, sorry, got you pegged by Death Dama and Pretty Girls. <laughs> is there pegging is- though? <laughs> I'm I'm asking the real questions for everybody. I don't know if she can say. Uh, I, I I think I get I think I get spoilers. Because I, I mean, you know, I edit this. I'm just not going to okay, release okay. it ever. Oh, okay, I'm going to okay. hold it hostage. Is there, is there, there going to be pegging? There, um, you, do you want to? <laughs> do you want to know? Like, if- I mean, just, just, just wink at me. Wink at me. No one will see. So this one is uh, basically Ray is like she, she, yeah, she's she's trying to prove that Ben Solo is a bottom, and Ben is like, stop calling me a fucking bottom. I'm goddamn Ben Solo. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so right. known asshole. Basically. <laughs> known asshole. Um, and I, I'm just going to say that Angry Boners is my favorite um, mm. tag. Angry Boners. Yes. Yeah. Angry. Love an Angry also, Boner. Also, I think I have hung. Ben is always hungry and horny. 
And then um, the other fic that our own Mariana is working on is called All Our Secrets. They're tailored trouble. Yeah. Which is a MySpace fic for all of us who who remember uh, MySpace. Ray was uh, MySpace famous. So the the summary is Ray joins a 2000s nostalgia group on Facebook for what's supposed to be a fun time. She crosses the world's most arrogant admin and she has no idea that they're connected in a way she can't imagine. Or someone used race picks to catfish Ben a decade ago and he hasn't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be a sh- like a short epistolary like fun thing, which is why I have uh-huh. like visual aid up there. I used a generator and I made like Sweet. Ar- like you know, you can see them arguing. You can see, you yeah. know, s- stuff like that, but so yeah, I just I'm it's the emo yeah. nostalgia fic nobody asked for. It, <laughs> and and like, we all ew. deserve. <laughs> if you were born in the 80s or 90s and you grew up in the 2000s, this fic is for you. I mean, Epic. it's even named yes. at, like the the title is a lyric of a Taking Back Sunday song. So the entire thing is very like it, all of it in every <laughs> chapter is like a lyric or a title of a song. So, which is awesome. I I love it I when for that. when authors incorporate music so yeah, Ray, Ray, was a, Ray was a scene queen Ben was an emo boy and what happened to him is what happened to so many people during the MySpace before you had verified accounts you mm-hmm. catfishing was so common so common mm-hmm. but anyway mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one is uh, still common I feel like mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah it's very mm-hmm. common so um yeah yeah that's three chapters out of eight are up right now and um yeah so that's what Yay! I'm working on. Okay. Mind the tags always. Yes, always mind the tags. That's mm-hmm. like the best advice that we could give you. And the last fic that we have to uh, give a little wink and nod to is our, our very own guest host, Erin, a.k.a. The Skittly Boop. Mm-hmm. She just updated chapter two of Day, Day I Die. Yeah. Um, so if you like... Uh, fix that involve song lyrics or song titles as chapter titles. Yes. This one's for you. So <laughs> clearly, um, I do. It's Day I Die, which the the fix is called Day I Die, which is from mm-hmm. the Nationals uh, Sleep Well Beast album. And it's so it's two of three chapters. This is going to be the first of three parts. And this one is basically um, Leia dies, and how does Ben deal with it? Is it so in some? AU? And this is the first fic that you wrote. This is yeah, this is this is the first fic that I've like managed to get all my chaotic thoughts down into a space and publish it. So it's it's very mm-hmm. exciting. Um Mm-hmm. And slightly nerve wracking, but mostly exciting. Yay, we're so <laughs> proud it is, of you. Oh, thank you. Um, it is it is canon compliant. Um it is so yeah, it's an in-universe fic. And um yeah, it's I, the it's really I it's, I started writing it after Carrie Fisher died because I was like, mm. how do I cope with this tremendous loss of this woman who I didn't know, yes. but had such an immense influence on like so many things. And then also like, what mm-hmm. what will this look like in in heroes or epics or whatever the Rise of Skywalker gets called? Like, what is the absence of Carrie Fisher going to do to these characters? So this is kind of like what I would hope to get to see. And the this mm-hmm. first part, Day I Die, is really focused on. Uh, Ben's loss. I feel really privileged to have seen Burn This. So shout out to the startup when we started chatting. Um, (laughs) Chapter three will have definitely some influences of Burn This in Ben's grieving process. And then the second part, which hopefully will be out sometime in the fall, will be a little more smutty and a little little more Raylo centric. So yeah, it's Day I Die, the Skidley Boop. It's a series. Yeah, it's a series. We're intending a series for this. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that is all for us here at the Smut Hut. Woo! Woo, yes. Yay. Thank you for listening to our episode 11. And oh, uh, yeah, we're, we're so thankful for our listeners who have stuck with us. Yay. Thank you, yes. so, thank you so, so much for having me. Thank you for coming on, Erin. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thank pleasure. you, Erin. Get in touch with us on Kofi, Twitter, and Tumblr at Smut Hut Podcast. Thanks to our editors for this episode in New Hope, Blowjob of the Hut, and Boss Nasty. Music by Ramsey's B on SoundCloud. She says she posts so many pictures of Darth pancakes. How do you say no? That cat has the most spectacular resting bitch face of any animal I've ever seen. Have you guys seen that meme? And it's like a picture of like a cinnamon toast crunch piece of cereal. And it's got like googly eyes and an angry brows on it. And it's caption, what the cinnamon toast fuck is this? That's Darth Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> what the cinnamon toast fuck. <laughs>